Hey, what's happening, y'all? It's time for another edition of the Robert Shad Bell Show. What are we going to cover today? Well, I'm glad you asked. How about the ACIP meeting? Is the uh, is the fix in? Are they going to vote to include the new or latest, greatest, horrible mRNA jab for kids on the vaccine schedule? And I'll tell you why they're probably going to do it. Uh, we got that. We got uh, new guest, Miguel Rodriguez from Fierce Communications. Uh, if you're a parent and uh, you got a Halloween party coming up in, their, in your school system and it's going to be uh, led by a bunch of drag queens, are you going to go, yay? Are you going to go, what? Wait, what? Yeah, I think so. Uh, we've got a major league real-time updates of the CDC ACIP meeting as we go during the show today. Ty Bolger joining us outside the box Wednesday, second hour. This is the 18th. No, it's the 19th. I'm still a day behind of October 2022. Iodine deficiency, trust in media, pink washing. Man, there's so much to do today. How about high school? High schools canceling football season because they don't have enough healthy young players. Healthy players. Not enough. When did that ever happen? Back in the day. I don't remember that once. We got that and a whole lot more on the Robert Scott Bell Show today. Tune in, robertscottbell.com slash listen for the chat room. Let's get this healing party started right about now. Robert Scott Scott Bell Show. So here's an amazing story that's been effectively buried. This week, the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices is expected to add the COVID-19 vax to the list of required childhood vaccines. If this happens, your children will not be able to attend school without taking the COVID shot. Now, the problem is there is no medical basis for this decision whatsoever. Even the CEO of Moderna has just admitted that most people do not need the booster. In fact, in this country, it's like 4% of adults have gotten the booster because they know now. We're quoting. It's going to be similar to the flu, he said. So what is this exactly? Indeed, what is this exactly? What is that? It's happening on, well, we talk about the mainstream uh, news cycle and coverage for things such as the ACIP committee meeting at the CDC. When do you remember that ever being covered at all? Much less being covered in a way that causes you to question what is going on there and what they're attempting to do. That ACIP meeting is happening maybe even right now while we're live on the air and there are people live blogging it. We're going to go to uh, any breaking news over the next couple of hours as we learn of it to see if the fix is indeed in. Are they going to add a COVID jab booster tested on eight blind mice or maybe it was eight blind researchers and getting it approved by the CDC's ACIP committee so that it will fall under the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program Liability Protection. Because as I've said, you don't hear this much or if at all in the mainstream media and much on new media either. The reason that they are in a rush, if you're wondering, to get this on the schedule is because people like me have pointed out the only reason that nobody can find community and spike vax anywhere on U.S. soil at any doctor's office is because the manufacturers of those products however dangerous and deadly, will refuse to send them and have them sold in the marketplace without liability protection because they know they will be sued for injury and death. And that, my friends, cuts right to the chase. But where we want to go to first, and we're going to come back to this subject, believe me, it's going to be a main point of discussion today on the show. 
if you are, you know, looking at, and I know we have a wide variety of opinions on Halloween here. Some think it's a harmless, silly holiday that's not very holy. Um, All Hallows Eve or something. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, what would you call, dark kind of uh, messages perhaps coming from Halloween. I think some of us can go, yeah, it's just kind of a silly kind of goofy thing where you you, you play dress up and all of that. And, and we've got people all in between uh, viewpoints on Halloween. But one thing, if you're a parent, mom or a dad, or maybe even a grandparent, and you find out there's going to be a Halloween celebration at the school or in the school district, and you find out it's going to be led by a bunch of, uh, what would we call that? Super Don, did you ever see that movie, The Birdcage, with Robin Williams? And uh, it was a, a very, very funny movie. Remember the I, th- I think, yeah, I've, it, I'm pretty sure I did. It's a pretty funny movie. It was one of those laugh yeah. out loud movies. It's like, you know, don't tell me we don't have a sense of humor about people that want to dress or, or what is that called when you're in like these clubs and, and you do uh, you, dr- you, you dress against your. Uh, uh, well, they would either be called cross dressers or yeah, some or transvestite. Words. No, is it is it really like a transvestite like uh, uh, from Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah, yeah, it is. Actually, I think there's another word that I can't find right now. Uh, for, that's describing because it's 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 not a, a transvestite. It's somebody that's actually transitioned, or is that just no, 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 pretending no, to? No, 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 no. You're thinking transsexual. Oh, right. Okay. See, it's all confusing now. I don't know. There's what, so what, many what, trans. We're probably going to get canceled just that. for bringing the subject up. <laughs> How but, about drag queen? There, you, that's it. That was oh, okay. That was all it. right. That was the all word. Right. So, so yeah, yeah. You you see this? Uh, they're drag. <laughs> they're, they're all they're all accurate though. Okay. They're all they're, they're all uh, accurate. But I'm just saying, I got a sense of humor. It's not like I didn't laugh at the Birdcage movie. Yeah. But I'm thinking here, let's put our dad hats on, Super Don. And, and we're going to get uh, another, another dad in the mix here. Miguel Rodriguez is going to join us momentarily. And you find out, well, the Halloween parties this year are going to be led by drag queens. Or, <laughs> you know, we're going to have reading hour at school or in the library. And it's going to be read well, to you and your children and, by drag and, queens. And, and, that's, and that's the one I think that, that everybody that, that has heard about it on TV or yeah. heard about it on the news and like that, that's been the big story. Yeah. Uh, for a while now, or these suddenly when you go to the library, drag queens want to read to kids, and it's just like, I I grew up going to the library. Yeah. You probably went to the library when you were a kid, right? Yeah. Um, how many times did we go there and drag queens were reading to the kids? Oh, I mean, what is that? I just got. What is that? What I mean, where did that come from? Are we so out of touch? It's like, man, we couldn't, we, we would have learned to read 10 years earlier. If only drag Queens were reading to us. Suddenly all the drag Queens around said just suddenly just became invested in child literacy for some reason. I don't know. It just, it's really, I don't know. I know. know, I I realize that there are generational gaps that exist. I'm thinking this is not one of them that like, Oh, you're just a bunch of old guys, super Don and Robert that you don't want drag Queens reading to your kids or leading Halloween uh, I don't know what kind of festivities are going on there. And this is out of California, Encinitas, San Diego County. And let's get to the proverbial bottom of this, I guess you could say. And uh, we're joined right now by one of those dads. And he has a, a website we have linked up in the show notes today as well over at uh, FierceCommunicator.com. I love the name because we're Fierce Communicators here, Miguel Rodriguez. <laughs> Welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Oh man, I'm excited to be here. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> I, I like I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I'm really old and out of touch. 
And I don't know. How old are your kid or kids uh, at school there? I got a nine and a 10 year old. Nine and 10. Okay. So yeah, yeah. both Super Don and I are way beyond that. Not too far for me. My, my daughter's 17. My son's 22. But I'm thinking if it was 10 years ago and suddenly they're bringing drag queens in to lead Halloween festivities or read, I'm like, what, why, why, what did they, did anybody answer your question when you were at that school board meeting and challenging them? There were other parents there. What, what happened there? You want to know what's interesting is the no, no answers. And actually, you know, the, the best part about it is, you know, the parents that showed up and, and, and a lot of us that showed up that that's really the big question we had, like, why? And, and can you give us something, give us something, man, they were tight lipped. They did not want to supply any type of answer. They didn't want to give a response. I mean, they, they kept, they, they kept suppressing their answer, but the biggest part is even not really, you know, redacting, not pulling things out, not, not putting out an apology. And the crazy thing about it too, is we kind of gave them a choice. Like you either fess up, and go, hey, you know what? We are all in support of this event. We're 100% ready to go. Or you say, you know what? We made a mistake. This was our bad. Let's pull back. But, you know, it was really neither. It was just just kind of dance, you know, of, of you know, inclusivity and, and, I mean, equity, totally not related to this, this event in general. So, yeah, I was thinking of that term equity and ESG scores. Uh, we have the World Economic Forum and global forces coming into the localist of local municipalities and trying to dictate to those municipalities, this is how it's done now. This is what we want your children exposed to. We also want them counseled uh, to go on hormone therapy to alter uh, their biology somehow. Of course, that's there's not enough of that happening, but and you don't even know it when we're eating pesticide-laden foods. And later, we're going to talk about those forever chemicals everywhere. Uh, disrupting endocrine normalcy. Uh, but this this is just tip of the iceberg per se. But, you know, you go in there, we have some clips or let me just say this links to clips of other super moms and super dads like yourself asking the question, dude, what what is this all about? And you're saying they're not even answering the question at all. And and after that meeting, is there anything in, in terms of a, a response from the school board at all about this? Or is it completely we're pretending that that meeting never happened? Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of emails and, and they pulled the flyer, you know, that that came through and and said, you know, we're not we're not in full support of this. You know, we're not we're not in full support of this um, of this uh, event type thing, you know, but but it was really after the the amount of pressure. I mean, you got to imagine you get all of these parents showing up and, and all of these freedom fighters and people who care for what we do, you know, p- care for our children, they show up and this gets national coverage, you know, and within a moment now, suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, we, we, we got to figure out something, right? We got to figure out something in order to, um, you know, w- what's a proper response, but you know, they, they pulled the flyer. There's a couple places where you can see, you know, still find the flyer. And, uh, you know, they put out a statement finally that says, you know, we, we, we accidentally let this slip to the cracks. It kind of, it, it, it fell through. Someone approved it. Here it is. I'm, no I'm seeing this video, this, the visual here, Miguel. It's called Boo Bash. Boo Bash. October 29th, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. The queerest free Halloween party for youth and families? Well, that's interesting. The queerest. Um, let's see, a drag <laughs> show. I'm looking at this. This is not made up. This is not like a, a Babylon B thing. No, this is for real. And, and what's interesting too, is it's the sponsorships 
that really got us fired up. You know, Riches is, is this, uh, you know, a gay bar in San Diego. Again, you know, in Hillcrest, Hillcrest is, is, that, is that place where, you know, you, you have a lot of, of gay, you trans, you know, people. And it, it is, it's a part of San Diego. You know, it, it is part of San Diego culture. Riches is a gay bar there. But why would a gay bar sponsor a, a child event? That's, that's where, you know, and if you see, you know, on, on Instagram, some of the clips that they have going on, they have these, these dress-ups. And it, mm. it almost looks demonic, you know, some of these um, creatures that they dress up as and they're sexualizing themselves and they're, mm-hmm. they're getting really vulgar. And you're like, okay, well, they're a sponsor for this boo bash you know, queerest friendly event. And then we also have the, uh, one of the Alliance um, that, that's on there. I think it's the Alliance Center. And, and, and they're out of San Francisco, right? So they're not here in San Diego. They're out of San Francisco. They specialize in surgeries. Oh, you're not going to say this. Kids. Transitioning children surgeries. Transitioning children surgeries. So, so they're out of San Francisco. They're not based out here in San Diego. And they're one of the biggest sponsors of this event. Tell me that's not a weird connection. Oh, that uh, look, anybody that understands advertising or sponsorship, you know, there's certainly times where companies will want to have a good name be put out there, but it, ultimately you want to drive people to your product or service when you advertise. And so if a surgery center in San Francisco is advertising a Halloween party, sponsoring a Halloween party through their advertisement in the San Diego County area. And their service is sex change operations that are wrongly named because you can't actually change the sex. You can only generally mutilate children Mm -hmm. in this case. And then going back, you said gay bar. I'm thinking, I don't remember the last time we went to, let's say when we were in high school, getting sponsorship for homecoming or homecoming floats. Hey, you know what? Let's go to the local bar and strip club and see if they're going to, yeah, throw us some money. We'll promote you. I'm like, that was never appropriate, whether it's gay, straight or trans or drag queen. Yeah. 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 And I agree. And that was a big thing that got fired up, you know, where we came in going, you have a bar and a surgical center sponsoring a family friendly event on Halloween Right. And so, you, I mean, it's almost like you can put the pieces together. You can say, you know what, I, I'm starting to see the visual. I got this gay bar, this transition center. I'm going to offer Halloween candy. And the image just starts to get worse and worse. I mean, grotesque, almost straight demonic when you can think of, you know, and, and there's not one video you can't really go through and watch these drag queens, whether they're at a college campus now or a high school campus now because they're everywhere, apparently where they start taking off the clothes, they start gyrating on the ground. They do it. I mean, and I'm imagining my daughter, I have a, you know, a nine-year-old and if anybody, I mean, you tell me, I mean, right. I think we could say that at any point in time, if somebody started gyrating on the ground in front of your daughter, who's nine years old, the, I mean, just, just the, the, the straight audacity of it. It's just grotesque. You'd be like, no, no, this is unacceptable, but this is an event that they're putting on. Did it, now, I've seen some of the videos. I saw the video of you present, you know, basically perspective. You did a great job there as well as some others. Is, does anybody have video on these board members of the school while you're doing that to see their faces to, to, to kind of what is the face of this rank disgust and evil that they are engaging in and exposing children to? Uh, there, there, there might be some out there. I think I think when you're looking at uh, Rooted Wings. Um, there might be some perspectives. There, there's some shots I think that Newsmax was able to pick up of the board mm-hmm. um, themselves. But 
you know, the, the amazing thing about it is the, the blank stares, almost the, it, it, was, it was almost as if they, they didn't really care. You know, the response, it, it wasn't, it wasn't even a polarizing conversation to them. It didn't trigger them in any way. Um, you know, even prior to us starting this meeting, uh, one of the board members had dared to open up with a quote from a Holocaust survivor to talk about inclusivity and uh, how they were related. I have no idea, but but that's what triggered me. It's like, well, why are we using a Holocaust survivor quote to, to kick off this this whole love fest of inclusivity? But but they really did. They almost had an indifference to our, our comments, you know, and, and their constituents. Right. These are parents that are going, hey. We, 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 we pay you. Right. right. I wonder if uh, they were all on Paxil, Zoloft and Prozac and given these blank <laughs> stares. And, and, you know, the irony, of course, of the Holocaust survivor presenting on you know, discrimination is that who has been the most discriminated group in the last two years? People who refuse to get the experimental injection. Mm-hmm. And if you point that out, then suddenly, oh, no, that's outrageous. How dare you uh, rob the Holocaust of its uh, you know importance? Um, this is something that we've got to continue uh, discussing now. Uh, Miguel, we have your um, your presentation to the school board. Would you mind if we showed everybody to give a perspective of how your demeanor was and what you were presenting yeah. there? Yeah, okay. yeah, please. All right, Super Don, run that clip. Yeah, it's interesting you started with the quote. Let me, let me quote the same gentleman. He says, we must always take sides. Mm-hmm. Neutrality helps the oppressor, never the victim. Silence encourages the tormentor. Never the tormented. Not sure about it, I don't know. Said the same thing because he understood that when a person who can't defend themselves is getting manipulated, they turn into a victim really, really quick. Mm-hmm. Come on. Didn't come, see that. come on. Thank you. Thank you for starting me off. Well, my question is this, San Diego, I mean, come on. What are we doing here, Encinitas? I'm just trying to figure this out. There's a surgical center. Align Surgical Associates, that is a title sponsor for this Boot Bash event. My question is this, what are you guys getting? Yeah. How much is going in your pockets? Yes. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just wondering, is, is it, do they supply the venue and then you supply the children? The word for that, I mean, we said it, it's called a pimp. Let's not be that. Let's, 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 let's not be that. No and, and my biggest thing is this, and I wonder, if a kid goes to this event and something happens, they get wounded, they get put into a place where they can't no longer afford to defend themselves. They have all these medical procedures and their mental health is destroyed and their parents can't pay for them to get healthy. Are you going to step in and help them mm. when that happens? Come on. That's what I want Miguel Rodriguez, uh, you know, great perspective. Uh, it sounds like the majority of the parents there were in your camp. In our camp, yeah. I would say, uh, yeah, was yeah. was there anybody outraged that you guys were not fully embracing drag queens <laughs> at Halloween for kids? You know, there was. We we did have a rival um, protest on the uh, opposite side of the street. Initially, we went out with some signs, and the signs were basic. You know, stop sexualizing our kids. You know, stop stop bringing the stuff in, and 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 the opposing thought you know to those on the other side you know was it, it was that that uh, that love is love concept you know again equitable type uh, bring in and, and and be respective of all persons and all people and inside the room it was a lot of the same as well and i think that's where we started to see that the argument was skewed because ours was hey you know what i don't want my nine and ten year old being pitched a boo bash 
that uh, drag queens will be putting on within the show and, and essentially, you know, there, there'll be some type of sexually explicit some i mean it's just gonna come out it's just a natural tendency of of i think drag queen yeah. in general it's like hey that's our argument whereas you know so many coming from this perspective going well you're not inclusive it's like well well drag queen is not a category to include right i mean we're not we're not talking about the same thing here and so the arguments you know the, the, from the opposing perspective i think they were coming from this thought of you know where we're here against people but that was never the intent nor is it ever the intent the the, the point is you can't sexualize um, our children and you can't be a school board that's going to pimp out children to a surgery center or to a gay bar and mess with them and then and then kind of turn the the, the blind eye to the effects that it may have on those children long term you know, and then you're cloaking it in this family-friendly concept. I mean, you know, one of one of our, you know, the greatest said it the best, Rooted Wings. I love what she said. You could stamp family-friendly on top of anything. Sure. You know, does that make it family-friendly? It's absolutely not. And that's 100% what we're opposed to. I think we got to remember kids can be kids for only a limited number of years. And giving them the opportunity to be kids for that, maximize that experience as kids, is you never get that back. And yes, there's a lot of horrible things that are happening and throughout history have happened to children in terms of sexualizing them, abusing them and trafficking them. That's another aspect to this. But it is most bizarre when overtly, not even hidden right there in plain sight, we're going to have a family friendly event for kids with drag queens at Halloween leading them. And, yeah, and which, they don't which, see the strangeness of that, the weirdness of that and the, the inappropriateness of that. Yeah. And then again, when it comes from a school district, and this is happening all across the nation, this is not just San Diego. This is something that we're bringing awareness to across the nation because there was a season in, in, in our lives where schools were trusted and your teachers were trusted. You know, the board was trusted. You, you would confide in a principal if you were going through challenges at home. And now we're seeing the school district pulling those reins taking over and saying, you know what, here, we're going to supply this information to you and, 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 and we're going to give you an opportunity to see something that you would never see. Again, it would come from a trusted resources like a school mm -hmm. district. That's what makes it sick. And that's what we're against, you know, especially our organization, Freedom Revival. We are against that. 100%. Yes, Miguel, I wanted to ask you about this. We have a link to, the, to, to that site at robertscottbell.com here on the uh, 19th of uh, October, 2022 edition, Freedom Revival events.org free people rise together talk to me about this this uh, group and what you're doing yeah freedom revival it's this coalition of uh, freedom fighters activists god's fearing god loving people that have come together seeing what was happening in, in our country and we kicked off during the uh, the lockdowns in 2021 we decided when san diego said you know what? we're in a state of emergency we're going to shut down we said you know what we're going to put on an event and defy that, we actually held it at the county building um, on their lot, right outside where the county board of supervisors had declared the state of emergency. And we said, you know what, we're, we're, there's too many people, there's too much darkness that's hitting. And uh, I mean, you started to see it, just the chaos hitting through San Diego, suicide rates going up, people hitting depression. And we said, you know, we got to bring back hope. And one of the elements that was huge for us was really getting the church engaged in politics, really getting the people back engaged in politics and civics, because it's like, man, all of a sudden, you know, you pluck God away from many things and you lose your moral structure. Chaos ensues, but you also see the effects of what it has on people. So Freedom Revival was birthed. 
And uh, we came through and decided, you know, we're going to bring hope to people. So we brought churches from all over um, throughout California. People were flying in from different states because they were like, hey, you know what? We're, you guys are open. We're, we're going to come. And, and man, it turned into an event that we had no idea was going to um, actually come to fruition, but 14,000 people end up coming through this, this freedom revival where we started restoring hope, restoring education, providing resources on mm-hmm. civics, and really engaging the church into politics. So there's not this skewed perspective that there's this clear separation. It's like, no, everybody needs to be engaged so that we can get people activated to start pursuing their gifts and also pursuing their ability to shift what happens in the States, to shift what happens in our country, because the lies, the lies of the media and the lies of, uh, you know, the, these elites have uh, penetrated the minds of a lot of people. And they feel like they don't have sway. They don't have power. It's like, no, no, no. We got it. We got power. They uh, do not educate. They indoctrinate. No. This oh, event wow. coming up looks great. I wish I was down there with you guys, but I know we got a lot of listeners and viewers in Southern California. You got to check this out. Freedom Revival San Diego happening Saturday, October 29th from 2 to 7 p.m. at the Waterfront Park, downtown San Diego. Uh, let's see. Oh, we got the oh, right there. I'm seeing the visual on it. You got a number of cool speakers. Anything you want to say specifically about this upcoming event in San Diego? Yeah, I think one of the best part about this uh, particular event is because obviously you see some of that lineup there. We got um, Brian Dolly running for governor against Newsom, um, and we're going to be able to do a, a Q&A with him. You're going to be able to hear him real time, which is fantastic. Uh, Angela Jacobs as well, going to uh, lieutenant governor, and then as well as, as some of the people here local in San Diego, Amy and, and Jim Desmond running for the county board of supervisors, but you're going to be able to meet these people. You know, I think that's something over time where we've lost the ability to shake hands with those running. Mm -hmm. There became this distant elite factor that they're untouchable, but really we want to bring the relatability back going, you know, if they're going to speak for the people, people, I want you to show up so that you can meet them, you know, know who they are. We're also flying, flying in some, um, some other speakers coming through. We got Victor Marks as well, who's huge fighting the battle against um, uh, trafficking and sex trafficking for children. Um, just well-versed. His worldview is phenomenal, um, as well as some other amazing speakers. In addition to that, we're also going to help provide resources for people, right? Homesteading, homeschool programs, you know, insurance companies that are outside the norm. So people don't have in their mind that they have to be systemized. And it's like, these are my only options. It's these three big companies that support everything I hate. <laughs> it's like, no, man, there is a lot out there. So we're going to provide resources. Um, it's also going to be filled with just uh, worship. There's going to be some great pastors out there, too. We're going to inject hope, resources, activate people. I mean, it's just that all-encompassing powerhouse event. All right. Well, you you got to bring your kids out of the school system. I mean, the homeschool movement there in California, is that growing? Because it looks like they're not very responsive to the parents at this point. Yeah. You know, it's it's something that has started to sweep California really well. You know, we were trying to push for that school choice School choice didn't get on the ballot this last time. There wasn't enough signatures for it. But in general, the homeschool coalitions are coalitions are growing. There are so many different organizations stepping up um, that are just serving the kids and the parents simultaneously. So there's there's a lot of these hybrid program programs mm-hmm. that are coming and. Um, I think people are starting to realize that it's not that all or nothing, right? It's not that we need this, we need this, you know, or it's only this and it's only that. There's these hybrid programs that are amazing Mm -hmm. that are serving both. And it is starting to sweep through um, California, which is phenomenal. Well, Miguel Rodriguez, you're doing great there. Our prayers to you and all the families and parents and kids 
where you're dealing with this, as you said, it's not only there, but it's pretty glaring what's happening there. And uh, I don't know uh, what's going to happen as far as if they reverse the decision on the 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 uh, drag queen Halloween for kids or family friendly. But I'd like to follow up with you also. Maybe one day I can attend one of your events. It sounds like you're doing, again, tremendous, tremendous job bringing people together and uh, maybe making the change that we're looking for. Yeah, that would be phenomenal. And it was interesting enough when we first jumped into this, we didn't realize that the Boo Bash is the same day as our event, October 29th. So we 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 we, we su- supplied this option. It's like go, you know, jump in the darkness if yeah. that's your thing. But no, come and get hope. Come show up. And ours is truly family friendly. Really fran- family friendly, exactly. Like we attempt to do on this show as well. And I hope that uh, we can talk to you again, Miguel. You're doing great work. I know you've got a lot of interviews, a lot of things you have to do. But thanks for joining us as we crank up uh, the Robert Scott Bell Show today to cover these topics that are important to all of us. I appreciate you. My pleasure. It's been a blast. All right. Miguel Rodriguez, again, links are up. uh, Fiercecommunicator.com for him directly. And the freedomrevivalevents.org if you want to see that event Saturday, October 29th. Um, I've got to be in Austin, Texas that weekend, or I'd find a way to get down there. Uh, but that Freedom Revival event looks great. And uh, I'd love to hear from some of our viewers, listeners in the San Diego or Southern California region that get down to it, uh, because that'd be one where, uh, yeah, you'd be fired up for all the right reasons. So again, thank you, Miguel Rodriguez, for joining us. You know, one of the things we talk about here, of course, toxicological burdens that are uh, raining down from the sky, much less uh, coming in through the food, water as well. And that includes toxic pesticides, uh, the forever chemicals, uh, there's just so much that uh, I, I believe contributes maybe even to the gender confusion issue. But it, it's made much worse when they actually groom these kids to try and uh, disabuse them of the idea that they are born male or female because that's the way you're born. I acknowledge that there may be some that are are confused for various reasons, but let's address those physiological reasons, reasons of corruption, including the pesticide superdon. And that's why, at the very least, we got the orange guard for you to transition if you're concerned about pests pest control utilizing delimiting nature's or god's natural pesticide that doesn't harm your pets or your kids and even if you're growing organically like i do it's omri listed certified for organic agriculture as well and when you take uh well when you get this stuff you can get it from uh, your local ace hardware you can go to your whole foods you can go directly to orangeguard.com you can take a picture of the uh, the bottle with you the sprayer and send it into superdon ask rsb at gmail.com and we're going to be doing a giveaway toward the end of this month for those entries and there's not a lot of entries i don't know if you're uh, not going out to get it. in fact i know you are you're just not taking pictures and sending them into superdon there's a, there's a new, a new another new picture it looks like superdon and that, uh, that's uh lorelei lorelei, oh, lorelei. sent, sent nice. in her picture uh just got that this morning well she's definitely eligible to win then she uh, is. And, and and i know that you guys and gals are out there getting it because when we had Tor on the show a few weeks back, he said since he's been advertising on the Robert Scott Bell show th- that he's been having trouble keeping up with the demand coming through the Ace Hardware stores. They're putting in purchase orders like crazy. So we tried to spread it out and say, hey, how about Whole Foods or go direct to orangeguard.com. So thank you all for supporting a wonderful product, utilizing it in various ways. If you've got questions or comments or pictures, please send them in. Uh, and we have a toll-free number if you've got a question you want to a- ask us. 866-939-BELL, 866-939-2355, as well as, uh, well, you have the ability to just go to the website, robertscottbell.com, and submit questions there. We do have some questions coming up as well uh, this hour. 
Super Don, uh, did you want to chime in on any of the craziness of, of drag queens for Halloween? That's a family friendly event, or am I just being, you know, punchy McStuffins annoyed by that, and I'm just out of touch? I mean, I I do, <laughs> but I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just one of those right. What yeah. you know? I just I don't understand. It was never a thing before. It's not like drag queens just suddenly showed up, uh, uh, you know, like uh, ten years ago or something. Mm-hmm. You know, they've been around forever. At what point did it become a thing that they did? You know, I, mean, I know in this case, in the San Diego situation, that's even crazier yeah. um, than than like the library reading hour, which is nuts. Yeah. On its own, you probably yeah. think that like Key West has had this for years or something, but I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just I, I don't understand. I, maybe somebody could explain why mm-hmm. is it that all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it seems um, that 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 drag queens uh, doing child children's events is it became a thing. It's just like mm-hmm. what? How do you match one with the other? Mm-hmm. You know, it just. At what point did, was it like that? We need to focus on on f- children, yeah, and and reading. I mean, really, yeah. reading. Yeah, I, I look. Yeah. I, I just don't we're, think we're, we're being old, buddy duddy. Were the circus clowns not available that day? And it was like, hey, we'll get the you know, or or yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't. I'm I don't, thinking. I don't get I'm it. thinking. Now, when I went to the the gym to work out this morning. I hadn't been working out in a while because all the travel trips. So I'm kind of like rested and relaxed and ready to go again. Uh, but I went in there and I was the only one there. I was like, uh-oh, this could be trouble. Mm-hmm. And, and yet the good thing was, hey, remember, Rachel, you promised me Neil Diamond all the time when I go to work out. And she's like, oh, yeah. So uh, she did a search on whatever that music thing that they use at the gym and plugged that in. And we had like. You I, were I boxing use- to Neil Diamond? Well, they only they did play America, but the thing is, whatever it is, it's a category, it's a mix, and she entered Neil Diamond as a search term. Neil Diamond is not workout music. I'm no, sorry. I know, but the point is, what they do is apparently they do mashups and mixups, and they make all of these. In fact, the first song they played was from Kansas, uh, "Carry On Wayward Son," but with like some kind of backbeat that makes it more like a, I don't know, disco, but a four four kind of thing. I don't know how they do it. And so you can work out to it. So anyway, thanks, Rachel, for giving me a little bit of that, except when uh, about six rounds into it, all the young people in their 30s showed up like that don't like the music I like, <laughs> started complaining. Mm. I said, you guys, you, you young people are going to have to wait a couple of rounds to learn. And you can now, have now, here's back. a question. Would yeah. you be OK if suddenly a bunch of drag queens decided to go and start uh, uh, boxing at nine round? You know, I'd have no problem with that because it's no? a place where, you, as an adult, I, I look, you got your thing, that's fine. See, the point is, I don't have, what is it, the drag queen bigotry? No, it's I mean, about, whatever. It's, it's just family, to do whatever family. you're going to do. I mean, there yeah. are there are shows that you can go to mm-hmm. where they perform and, and they sing and they, stuff like that. There's TV shows. I, I yeah. think there's there's one on TV about uh, with uh, RuPaul. Famous yeah. drag queen, right? You know, whatever. Right. You know, yeah, it's, the, the funny one of the funniest movies ever made happened to be about that, and that was uh, the right, birthday. right. So it's not about it's not about being intolerant. No, but, but you know, like, I mean, it's, there there had, there comes a point where it, it just doesn't seem to make sense what's going on, mm-hmm. and so questions no, are asked. You know, and I mean, it's, it's not like you know I'm be going, oh, they're drag queens in here. Let's kick their ass. No, no. That's not it at all. Honestly, this is just about 
Don't tell me this is family friendly. You got just and why the big push? See, you know, that's the thing. It's just like it's 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 a thing where it's like these these people mm-hmm. are like really trying to force the issue. It's like what is it you are trying to accomplish by doing this? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's it just is very odd and and weird that Kat, this Kathy is being says, done the way it's being done. Kathy C says, I think they're trying to normalize pedophilia. I think the drag queen thing is part of it. Well, see, uh, and this is where you get into a little bit of a sticky area because it's like, okay, listen, if you've got somebody who decides that they want to dress up, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and and put this this the, you know dress up like a a woman and with the makeup and stuff, it's like, it's basically it's like a costume, right? Yeah, and perform stuff like that, whatever, yeah. dude. You know, fine, that's fine. But I think uh, where that does is- not mean. And it's like where you need to be careful. I mean, mm-hmm. because it's like just because somebody does that does not automatically make them a pedophile. Correct. Super Don, okay. I acknowledge that. We acknowledge that. But I will say it's the sexualization and the gender confusion instigation associated right. with this that could go into that realm of, if not overt pedophilia. It's like, why are you trying to sexualize children? That's all. I mean, at that point, right. it's like whether you're interested in doing that with children or not almost becomes secondary, even though that's critically important. There comes a point, I, yeah. and I agree with you, that you know, in a, in a performance that's going on, that it, it crosses over, say, that line where it's like something that's just kind of funny mm-hmm. or, or inter- entertaining or something like that right. to a more sexual uh, you know, uh, place. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be no different than you know, if you took a kid to a movie and you took them to go watch a PG movie. Or would you take them to watch a rated R movie? Well, why would the rated R movie be considered inappropriate for a child under the age of 17 and the PG would be okay? Somebody along the line decided, you know what, there are certain things that they should not be watching, should not be exposed to, and so we're going to put a rating on the movie so that you know what's appropriate and what's not. Why would that not be the same in this situation? You know, At what point Mm -hmm. does that thing become something that's inappropriate that people don't want their kids to be exposed to or to see? Is that it's the poll question. question? Is that the poll question of the day? It is mm-hmm. not the poll question not, uh, of the day. That would make day. a good one. No. Uh, what is it the is, poll question of the day, by the way? The poll question of the day is... Um, actually, it has to do with another story. I have not got it. I can't throw it on the screen at the moment. Okay. I've got it sitting here, but I haven't formatted just a, it yet. A, just read the ask of the question, not the answer. How much trust do you have in newspapers, TV, and radio oh. to report news fully accurately and fairly? That's a gimme. That's a get what I call a gimme, as far as I know. What well, here and, and the reason why I'm asking it uh, mm-hmm. is because it goes along with a poll that was done by Gallup uh, that mm-hmm. we'll be covering in the second hour of Ty Bollinger. Okay, we'll get to that then. But sign up for the newsletter by texting my initials RSB to the number two two eight two eight. So get on your phone and go two two eight two eight text, and then send RSB my initials, and it'll you'll be prompted to sign up for the email newsletter. And I hope that you'll do that. Also, our upcoming AMA for patrons is the 25th. It'll be a Tuesday evening, 25th of October. We'd love to be there with you for that on Zoom. We can interact and we do some giveaways there as well. I, I think uh, most people that, that have been participated have gotten more back in dollar value than they've supported the show. And that's not a complaint. I'm grateful that we have the opportunity to give back to in that way. But I hope you feel like that what we provide to you is worthwhile uh, the support, and even if you aren't a direct patron supporter, then at the very least share the show with others. We they don't find us organically for the most part because we are limited through the social media networks severely, as you know. 
So with that, let's go back to the ASIP CDC committee. Am I seeing reports or is this like the fix is in or did it already happen where they voted and said, yeah, let's put the uh, COVID booster on the uh, vaccine uh, challenge I think schedule. some people have been, been why I, I can't listen to it and do this at the same yeah. time, but uh, I haven't seen anything yet. Uh, okay. I know that the meeting goes on until five o'clock, I think Eastern time. Okay. Um, so if anybody has heard anything, let us know. I'll, I'll search around see if I can find anything, but it is ongoing. Yeah. Well, and the question is for some of you, why would they be rushing to put the booster with eight blind mice or eight blind researchers tested on, uh, onto the schedule for children when there is no risk for children for COVID basically. And we're so far past that pandemic phase into the endemic phase that it seems to be, you know what? If you really want to do your job, CDC, FDA, and all of y'all at ASIP, why not wait until there's a little bit of uh, more, a little more data available for you? You know, before, and obviously I don't think enough data will ever come out personally. That's my bias. But um, at this meeting, they're actually um, covering this. And there are a lot of questions being asked about it. So as we get more information on any decisions being made, we'll let you know. But there are some clips I want to play from Tucker Carlson's show on Fox News. Whatever you say about Fox News, I got to give props to Tucker Carlson for covering some stuff in a way. And he had Dr. Marty uh, McCary on last night and talked about the the clinical data that is lacking or the limited data that is available as they're going to vote probably to put this on the schedule today. So let's uh, play clip one if you have that lined up. Dr. Marty McCary is a man we trust. He's a professor at Johns Hopkins University. He joins us tonight to assess. Doctor, thanks so much for coming on. Is it an overstatement to say there's really no medical justification for this? Well, there's certainly no clinical data. They've got data from eight mice on the Omicron vaccine in young people. And the child vaccine story is essentially a story of bypassing clinical data, which is why many of us are asking, why even have an FDA? Why do we even do clinical trials? Yeah. Why even bother doing clinical trials? I mean, the illusion that they actually care about scientific rigor and uh, clinical data and studies is like, isn't that out the window at this point? Even if we've argued that they've been a rubber stamp committee, the ASIP committee for years and years and years. And there's, uh, you know, even more from this uh, interview of uh, Dr. McCary talking about the pharmaceutical influence and the lack of clinical data. Go ahead. Right now, we've got pharma saying, hey, we did a study. We're going to give you the top line of the press release. We're going to call the White House. And the White House then calls the FDA and the CDC and tells them to get in line. They bought 170 million doses of this new Omicron vaccine. There has never been a vaccine added to the child immunization schedule without solid clinical evidence that it reduces disease significantly in the community. The COVID vaccine in children will be the first it will be added with no clinical data again does that concern you anyone here of course it does uh i think the reality is they are likely going to and i'd love to be wrong about this add it to the schedule and so the only defense against this comes when the parents say enough is enough we will not get the shot we will not get the shot you can't make us of course the thing is many states particularly those blue states will try to make it mandatory as New York and California and other states like that have done with other previous vaccines. And at that point, what can you do? You have to pull your kids out of school and homeschool them. And there are people I acknowledge 
that are unable due to economic or other reasons to homeschool, what happens to them? Do they have to sacrifice their kids because of, you know, the, the penchant for our government, which is now owned and controlled totally by the pharmaceutical industrial complex to mandate a shot, a jab that kids don't need because there is no risk. The risk is greater with the jab, but Hey, yeah, we tested eight mice. So we know it's good. Dr. Mac Macri is amazing what he's saying there. And interestingly enough, I think about Fox news and, and granted, you know, most of the stuff on Fox news is propaganda just as it is on MSNBC, I'm not trying to upset anybody that are Fox news fans out there, but what can we say about what's happening on the Tucker Carlson show? Now, remember, I appeared a, a few times with uh, Carol Alt. She had a, a weekly show, a weekend show, A Healthy You and Carol Alt. She had my friends, uh, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, Ty Bollinger was on the show. I mean, it was an amazing show that was willing to cover things no other show would cover. And she had a good couple of years run until, and I, I don't want to blame myself for this. I really don't. I was interviewed on vaccines. And it was a remote interview from a Fox News affiliate in Orlando at the time where we had a satellite uplink feed and I was recording for that show. And that, that, that interview never aired. And shortly thereafter, they canceled Carol Alt's show on Fox News. But it says to me that there are elements within Fox News, and I know there's probably been a lot of changeover in the makeup of management there, but there are elements of, uh, within Fox News that are at the very least very sympathetic to many of our views here. And I got to give him props for airing Tucker Carlson in this Macri interview. And, you know, what is it about questions that are so horrible that, that, that they have to be shut down and, and stopped? And in this particular clip, I want you to get your ears wide open because you will hear a statement never uttered before on any mainstream news station, including Fox News, about the ASIP committee. And it is so stunning. If I was in my chair, I would have fallen out of my chair when I heard this. Go ahead and play it now. And many of us that are saying, hey, let's see the data, we're basically told, stop asking questions. Dr. Ja, who's the chief COVID advisor at the White House, has said he has seen the data, but it's not public information. What are they hiding? Why can't we see this information? Instead, we're basically seeing this intense paternalism to really just do what we say and stop asking questions. And the CDC's committee that's voting, I mean, that is essentially a kangaroo court. You have to be an official card-carrying vaccine fanatic to be on that committee. If you're not, then basically they're not going to accept people who think that some vaccines are important and others lack the evidence to support broad distribution. Remember now, if you didn't hear that, I wish you could isolate that one area. One day we'll have to play that again. You have to be a card-carrying vaccine fanatic to be on the ACIP committee. This is a Johns Hopkins, Johns Hopkins physician saying exactly what you all know about the, the kangaroo court, he called it the sham group that is the ASIP committee that votes and rubber stamps every shot they can rubber stamp with rare, rare, rare exception. And we anticipate they'll rubber stamp this. They have no shame and they're only allowed to remain on it. I mean, if you're put on it once and you vote no, you're off the next time. Super Don, did you hear Dr. Macri? Uh, you have to be a card-carrying vaccine fanatic. That was on Fox News, that was said. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and the interesting thing is Fox News, I mean, they uh, they play just as many drug commercials as most other TV uh, you know, channels. So it's not like they aren't getting money uh, from the pharmaceutical industry. 
Yeah. Uh, so again, it's it's one that we've been asking for years now. It's like, how is Tucker still on that? How, how, right? how is he still there? You know, I, I don't understand, understand it, but I'm glad that he is because things are being said that need to be heard. Yeah, I'm thinking, who is it that said Tucker? Oh, Kathy C says Tucker doesn't have pharma ads on his show. Is that true? I don't know. Is that true? Does anybody know? I he's don't not, know. If, That's good. I, I, that would be an I, interesting I have to go thing look. to find out. She yeah. said he's the only one I watch on Fox, and he does go there on many issues, including the dangerous shots. I, again, I credit Kathy uh, Tucker to being willing to go there and have guests on that are willing to go there as well. That would be an interesting thing to find out. Does Big Pharma also support Tucker's show or just the rest of the network and not Tucker's show? Hmm. I'd be intrigued to know if that's accurate. That's pretty amazing. So vaccine, card-carrying vaccine fanatics, you heard that. So see if you can isolate that a little uh, a bit because we can come back to that another time. Okay. Uh, and uh, let's talk about adverse events. Adverse events are something that, you know, have been part of the vaccine uh, experience since there were traditional antigen antibody type instigating vaccines. But under the COVID type jabs, they've gone through the roof and that's, there's no roof left. It's gone with the adverse events. But yet to bring that up, to talk about the VAERS database risks, of course, suppression, deplatforming, censorship, ridicule, et cetera, much less the V-safe, da- V-safe data that, that was sued out. I think Aaron Siri was part of that. We had Dell Bigtree on the show a couple of weeks ago talking about their Freedom of Information Act requests. They sued and they got some of the data and they want more. To, to disclaim the, these adverse events, and yes, on Tucker Carlson, Macri, they go there. Macari, how do you say his last name? Advent, adverse event realities. Let's hear them right now. Remember, one in 5,000 vaccine doses results in a severe adverse event, according to data from overseas, from Germany, because we don't fund that research in the U.S. And in Israel, they took 283 people who got myocarditis from the vaccine. One of them died. Two were in the ICU. So if thousands of people are going to get myocarditis from this indiscriminate vaccination in young, healthy people, we're going to see some unintended harm. And my concern is that some schools may blindly accept this. So if the CDC decides to go ahead and put this on the routine vaccine schedule, it'll be up to states. And that's where I think parents have a right to say, let's see some clinical data. Well, and he puts he points that out. And that's very true. And that's like the I guess the plausible deniability aspect, Super Don. If uh, I don't know if you can pull that video visual down or if it's just stuck in my uh, lens here as I'm looking at the, the still shot. There it is. Um, I. I he, you have the, the ASIP committee that goes to CDC. CDC makes its recommendations and by that recommendation to put it on the childhood vaccine schedule, it now would have liability protection under the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. That's still not uh, a mandate, technically, legally, for every state to also put it on their schedule for inclusion in, in order for your kids to go to school. You still have the ability under federalism, et cetera, to push back and say, no, we're not going to do it. But, you know, the, the, the victims that live in blue states are going to be corralled like the cattle they are perceived as by their own Democrat leaders into mandatory covid boosters. They want at least three given for participation in school. 
So they are plausible deniability. Superdome is like, we're not mandating anything. We're just recommending to put it on the schedule. The states still have the option and you still have which, the option to say no. Which the other side that has, you know, that is criticizing Tucker. Uh, that's the point that they're making because Tucker came out and said, Hey, you know, that they're going to put it on the vaccine schedule, which means your kids won't be able to go to school unless they get the shot. Well, technically, uh, the states are the ones that d- decide that. It's not the CDC that decides that. So, of course, but they go... But he's technically accurate in the states that will do it. Well, I mean, I, I, here would be an interesting thing to look at. Uh, and I don't have this information in front of me, but if we looked at the vaccines that uh, have been recommended by ASIP that have been adopted by the states uh, that are required for kids to go to school, how many of the vaccines recommended... Mm-hmm have not been required. I'll probably say the only vaccine that has of some controversy that has a few states that may not required is the Gardasil shot. Okay. So so if you've got like a 98 Nine, 99% yeah. uh you know uh rate there then it's not it's really fact, unreasonable though. to say that if the ASIP mm-hmm. recommended that the the COVID shot that states by and large yeah. Uh, would require that uh, just like they do the others. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a de facto ban. And it's, so, so it's something to be mandate. concerned about. Yeah. It's something to take a look at. It's something that people ought to know. But, folks, it, it should be that, that final straw, so to speak, that gets you to go. The CDC has no credibility. The ACIP committee. You know, it, you know how we could change this if there was liability placed on those individuals on the ACIP committee. Should they approve it and the CDC puts it on the schedule that they would be personally liable for injury? Of course, that would stop it immediately. That's the whole point of liability, being a stopgap against the wanton disregard of danger and the ability to put out products that become then mandated, soft mandated or otherwise by government that can injure or kill and do in both cases. The fact that they've removed liability means that this continues. The moment you remove that liability protection, this game is over. This game is over. And now suddenly you're like, oh, well, if we're going to have to pay for lawsuits on this, we're done. That's what the whole point is in the 1980s where this was going. Because those products are unsafe. They cannot be made safe. And they, they threaten to pull out of the American marketplace. And unfortunately, Reagan was played with and he was toyed with uh, by those that pushed this. And he reluctantly signed it with the intent to have a no-fault coverage scenario so that vaccines would still be available in the United States. He never consulted me. Of course, at the time Reagan was president, I really didn't know this yet. You know, It wasn't until later that I became aware of all of these dangers. But we are aware of it now. Why not repeal that act? Why not provide, again, liability to those products, to those manufacturers of those products? And Superdon, once again, the reason they're rushing this in, the only reason is because people are on to the EUA. They can't string this emergency use thing forever. And the and, and Comirnaty and Spike Vax, as I call them out, are not available anywhere. The military is saying, oh, they are. They're not until they get on and get protected via the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. Yeah. Oh, I agree. That is what it looks like. And I'm just now looking at, there's a live chat room over, I can show you. Mm-hmm. If you got today's, uh, actually it's in the show notes too. Yeah. But um, it went out in the newsletter first thing this morning. They're over at the children's health events. Mm-hmm. They've got a live uh, uh, feed of the ACIP meeting with a chat room. And so I've just been trying to monitor the chat room here to see 
uh, whether they have actually voted on this or not. Mm -hmm. It looks like some of the contents uh, or the, the, the comments here, it looks like they may have, they may have, yeah, it looks like here, according to this person here, mm -hmm. they did. They voted on it and they added it. Which so person to does that? Uh, it's just one of the people in the chat room that's been listening. Okay. Um, so I will confirm that, but it does look like it very well. Not that we didn't expect it to happen anyway. Yeah. I'm looking at some of the comments Merrill Nass made uh, at, at a certain point. I don't know how long ago. He said, the current speaker of Father is great. COVID is not a childhood disease. It does not affect transmission. The benefit wanes quickly and new variants evade them. He calls out the multiple fraudulent efforts to fool us about the disease and the vaccine. Yeah, you can do all you want to throw common sense and real science in their face. The ACF committee is likely may have already done so, voted to add this to the schedule. When is the rebellion on? When do all parents go, uh-uh, not, uh, not in my kid, never, ever again? Many physicians are waking up to this harsh reality, the kind of things that I've been bringing to the uh, attention of those who would dare listen to the Robert Scott Bell Show now in my 23rd year. I have not changed my position on this, but many physicians have changed theirs, and you're welcome here anytime once you recognize. Fundamentally, this show is about freedom, and our principled stance is about freedom, so if you want the jab, that's on you. That's your choice. But don't tell me it's great that the big pharma companies have no liability should they injure or kill. Don't tell me that's a legitimate marketplace response to inherently dangerous products that cannot be made safe. And clearly, the mRNA technology has made what was already a dangerous proposition of injecting you under the guise of a vaccine much, much more dangerous. That's so apparent, so obvious, that you have to be in full-on cognitive dissonance or on heavy medication to not see it. Uh, so we have a question of the day. Let's uh, squeeze one of those in. I know we got Ty Bollinger scheduled for the second hour, but he'll hang out and he'll, he'll be ready in just a moment. Uh, what was this question of the day? Here it is. Hello, this is from Yolanda. Hello, Robert and Super Don. Do you need to take probiotics after doing the silver aloe protocol for two weeks? Thank you. Uh, Super Don, if I were to ask you that question, what would you say? I think you know that protocol like the back of your hand by now after all of these years. Well, okay, so... The way I understand it is that when you do the silver uh, aloe protocol, the uh, silver is not going to take out the good guys. It's just going to get the bad guys. Um, it's about so, biodiversity. It doesn't disrupt right. biodiversity. Now, it will did. it hurt to take probiotics after doing it? Just to make sure, double check, triple t You should probably be taking probiotics anyway. What is um, the, so it's not going to hurt anything. The chapter in the book I wrote with Ty Bollinger is available for free download at robertscottbell.com. Just scroll all Correct. the way down and you'll find it. And you'll see, Yolanda, if you haven't read the chapter in a while and you've forgotten, not your excuse. But my recommendation is every night while you're on the protocol, you do your pre and probiotics before going to bed. That is the one ounce of silver, preferably the bioactive silver hydrosol we use here, the Sovereign Silver or Gent 23, along with an ounce of aloe vera juice, preferably organic. If you can get it from our uh, friend, Dr. Michael Haley, aloe1.com, A-L-O-E. The, uh, one the number one dot com and in that you will get the most pure just like you harvest it yourself fresh and frozen and then you will add them together drink them down three times a day on an empty stomach and pre probiotic at night so if you've done it for two weeks now and if that was your target like yeast issues or other things then you could go more prolific in your introduction of pre and probiotics all day if you want 
three times a day if you want, because now you've reestablished the home for the microbiome and now you can repopulate healthily and safely. I recommend often the Dr. O'Hara's. That's the one I've written about there. And you can get that from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. And you can use the code RSB5 for the discount. And uh, take advantage of that, choosetobehealthy.com. Uh, so there you go. Anything else we, we want to cover for the moment here on this hour of the show? I, I haven't seen uh, Ty show up yet, so we can string it out or we can just take a break and maybe he'll join us. Hmm. Well, there yeah. was one uh, story here that I thought was, was kind of crazy, and this has to do with PFAs. Yeah. I don't know if Forever you saw chemicals. this or not. Yeah, toxic PFAs, apparently. Let me get over to it here. Shazam. There toxic PFAs pollution is likely at more than 57,000 U- <laughs> 57, U.S. 57,000 U.S. locations, according to this report. Um, and they say that's a likely to be an underestimation. An underestimation. Yeah. And when they say toxic PFAs, they mean PFAs that are at a level above what uh, the EPA has said is is safe. Now, I, it could be argued that there is no such thing. Now, but now, here's where I go. Where are the greenies? Where's AOC on this? This should be one of the most outrageous things you've ever seen if you're an environmental earth muffin, in the good sense, the good variety, to say, my gosh, they're polluting the planet with PFAS, except that, guess what some of these things do? They're xenoestrogenic. They harm endocrine integrity or function, which could lead to, guess what? More gender confusion, perhaps? More cancer, perhaps? And we know the Dems are all in for big pharma now. Yes, some of the repubs, too. So I call out all global warming alarmists, and I call out your bluff, and call you hypocrite, hypocrites. If you're not on board with this, and going, hey, dude, this is bad. PFAS everywhere. And they're underestimating it. No, no, no. It's all about climate change and global warming. We don't talk about toxic poisons because that means we would have to call these companies to the carpet for polluting. We don't really want to do that. We just want a carbon credit trading scheme that allows these companies to pollute but pay us money to do it. In the meantime, form a communist country where, you'll, where everybody owns nothing and they like it. In the meantime, they're force-fed PFAS and they don't know what a gender is anymore. All right, with that, we're going to take a pause, top of the hour education break, and Ty Bollinger joins us fresh off the Health Freedom Expo, where we had a great time hanging out. For a little time, we got together, because the power to heal is yours. Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. All right, as we start the second hour of the show on the nineteenth uh, of October, twenty twenty-two, Ty Bollinger is here to join us. To go outside the box. I'm still seeing conflicting information about whether the ACIP committee has voted in favor of the COVID booster jabs for kids and get on the schedule for CDC. We'll see if they can be embarrassed to not do it, even if ACIP promotes it. The CDC go, yeah, or does Walensky, true to her? lying word go yeah well we're going to do better just send us more money we'll reorganize and we won't do the same screw-ups which they're designed to do 
Find out about that and a whole lot more. But it was a great time hanging out with you, TMB, my brother, Ty Bollinger, this past weekend at the Health Freedom Expo. It looks like you got home safely. Could hang out with your son who is coming back from college on fall break. How'd everything go? Yeah, it went great. It was good to see you, RSP. Um, didn't get a chance to hang out for very much time, but a little bit. I thought, so, what did I say to offend you? You took off so fast. What was it? it was, it's just really your whole presence offended me. <laughs> I it wasn't just anything in particular. <laughs> no, so you know, um, until last week, we didn't realize that Bryce was coming home for fall break. Um, so I, Charlene and I had initially planned to come up Friday mm-hmm. and stay through Monday and come back Monday. But um, then late in the week, found out Bryce was coming home. So, and then Charlene wasn't feeling well. Mm. So at that point I was like, honey, you know what? We just made this decision like Friday or Friday night. I was like, let me go up. I'll take care of the speaking. You stay here, get the feeling better. And that way you get a chance to hang out with our big boy a little bit more. So that's what we did. It was kind of a last minute thing, but so I drove up late Saturday night. I got Mm -hmm. there probably 10 o'clock, 1030 Saturday night Mm -hmm. to Chicago. Um, And then I, what, would I see you the next morning about 930? Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, you you miss because of the quick trip version of your uh, participation going to the harvest room where we ate last year. I ate there four times in three days, and my belly was happy. Got in my belly, and you missed that. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it looks like I missed the fun Saturday night, but um, oh well, maybe next time. But yeah. it was good to see you, though. We had a great time. Uh, le- I think 11 o'clock Sunday morning is when I spoke, and then we had a roundtable that you were the the host for, the, the uh, moderator for. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a round table. It was actually th- just sitting straight. It, there was no roundness to it. Right. But, no roundness to it. And, and you were a lot less round than you used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Less roundness. So, but then that ended about four and I was out of there, man. Drove back. I got home by 11 o'clock Sunday night. Wow. Nicely done. Well, I'm glad you made it safely. Uh, the Yeah. It was interesting, the 5G EMF panel, uh, because your wife didn't sh- show up and reasonably so to hang out with Bryce and, and take care and recover. Uh, it actually worked out beautifully because we had a woman, Sue, who had written a book on it that I just met at the event. And I said, oh, my gosh, we have a slot open. And I told Julie Whitman Klein, we need to get her on it. And th- it was great. We had two real genuine experts in that realm. And it, when you guys get to see it at the virtual uh, one in February, if you weren't there with us, uh, great information was had and delivered by most all. And and I loved uh, your line, Ty, to say whatever they said. Yeah, whatever they said. Yeah. You know, they're both of them very smart. Um, it was Sue and then what, doc, Dr. Uh, Beverly, Beverly Rubick? Yeah, Rubick. Yes, Dr. Rubick. 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 Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, th- they were both very, very smart and not just smart, but they're very educated on EMF way more than what I am. So, uh, you know, I was just kind of up there for my pretty face is all. <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a pretty and, face. And since I don't have a pretty face, there was really no reason for me to sit up there. <laughs> you but, could have been home by four o'clock. <laughs> but no, it, it was good to be on the panel. I, I, I had a little bit of input on a couple of questions, but but basically the two ladies, uh, you know, they were able to field all the questions because they're they're really the experts in it. Some really fascinating things that we discussed uh, on EMF and just a cumulative effect of radiation and different ways to mitigate the radiation and what's coming and why 4G might be just about as bad as 5G in certain yeah. ways. And just a lot of interesting things I was learning as I was sitting up there listening to the ladies speak. Yeah, that, I did like that about what they were presenting. There were some nuances to it. And, and uh, Dr. Rubik, very invested in the science. And uh, she was on the, uh, what the, I think they call it the NCCAM at the time, but it was uh, basically the NIH was charged with 
doing investigations into what they called alternative and complementary medicine back yeah. in the 90s. And she was on that uh, committee and working there, as was my mentor at the time. So I actually knew about the thing she was talking about, not like usual, uh, but I actually knew what she was talking about. And it was like, <laughs> you know, she's really invested in, in real science. And I said, look, people are not going to get this science done because there's no money for it. The industry is not providing it. The government through taxpayer stolen funds, not providing it specifically to EMF, uh, real EMF studies. And so she's got her own lab. And uh, I said, this, this may be the way of the future. People that want to invest in real science with good people and that they're, they're going to pony up their own cash to go here. I want to know, and I'm going to support you. And I think that takes it out of the realm of big pharma, big business control of scientific inquiry. Yeah, you know, if, if if we were like loaded, I would love to give a lot of money to Dr. Beverly Rubick to help her with her research because she's so smart and she's such got such a good heart. Mm -hmm. And um, I think she really could make some breakthroughs on how to protect us from radiation, which yeah. might be one of the biggest things that we could come up with. One of the biggest solutions that we could have in the next couple of decades is how do how do we protect ourselves? Because the the five G and six G and seven G whatever it ain't going away. It's just going to get worse. So. I wish I had money to help her at this point, but you know, who knows what will happen in the future, but I would, you know, highly encourage anyone out there that's got, that has money, man, Dr. Beverly is a great, great person to donate to because she might be able to come up with, with something that could protect us universally against this radiation that we're all being exposed to when we don't really, don't really realize it. I could tell that we were getting hit with 5G there. Cause you know, normally here at our house, we we're not cause we're out in the country. And when I go into the city, I can tell, and, when I got in there into into Tinley Park, Illinois, you could there, feel it. I could feel it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a real concern, consideration, a real concern. And you know, my strategy, of course, as yours has been to, what can we do to shore up our defenses if we can't escape exposure? Right. Yeah. If you're out at home where you are out in the out in the country, it's a little bit better, certainly. Uh, but we, you know, we drink the hydrogen water. We take selenium. You know, there are a lot of things that can be done. But we just have to double and redouble our efforts all of the time. Yeah, you got your Echo Go right there, making Every some day. hydrogen water in the studio, yeah. which is awesome. And that's you know the antioxidant. Also, we we drink the Cardio Miracle. We put the Cardio Miracle right in there, and that yeah. is also facilitating. Uh, look at that! Action. This wasn't even planned. Hey, look Cardio at that! Miracle, you got your baby. Cardio Miracle as well. And yeah. so, and funny because we did a, a lecture. John John Hewlett was supposed to be there, and he couldn't make it. And then we had Stan Graham, and Stan saw you in the audience, and I was up there with him, and and brought you up to to talk a little bit as well, which was kind of cool. Yeah, that was funny. And he actually got me uh, to share a little bit about my brother Ron's story. And that's amazing. Ron, Ron share Ron, that Ron, right now. If Ron watches the replay, shout out to Ron. Yeah. I think he's working right now, but um, shared a little bit about how Ron has used cardio miracle. And, and I think that's been instrumental in his um, normalizing his blood sugar and just feeling so much better than he did a couple years ago. He, he had to go to the hospital and his blood sugar was like over 900. And, you know, due in large part to his dedication to eating a clean ketogenic diet, as well as taking Cardio Miracle. Now, his blood sugar is normally under 100. Mm -hmm. all, and, and even like he'll um, if he goes out and cheats and eats something that's not ketogenic, that, that you know, has the carbs or the, the natural sugars or whatever, he'll do it. He'll take his blood sugar afterwards and then he'll text me a picture. And I mean, it, even if it, it's, it's normally in the 80s, but even after mm -hmm. a cheat meal, it doesn't ever go over barely over 100. So. Yeah. He's really got it under control. And I think that, that uh, the cardio miracle in combination with the ketogenic diets are, are the two pillars of, of mm -hmm. the reason Ron's doing so well. 
Well, way to go, Ron. We appreciate you, Bone Tomahawk, there on Twitter. Bone yeah. Tomahawk. Yeah, I love that. Uh, and and it kind of lends us to the the next discussion about athletics. You know, your son is in collegiate sports. Um, you know, you were very athletic. I was even despite my chronic diseases as a younger younger kid and all the way through university level. And I love and appreciate athletic endeavors. Yet this story is stunning. I, I mean, I'm just I'm going to ask you. I asked Super Don about this earlier. I'm like, did you ever remember high school football teams canceling the entire season? because they couldn't find enough healthy athletes to play a lack of healthy players. Is, do you remember that when you were a kid? No, it's, it was, it was unheard of. Um, this is something that is peculiar to 2022. And despite the mainstream media and the big pharma's efforts to distract, it's clearly related to the vaccines mm -hmm. that have been pushed out. There's, there's clear correlation here. This has never happened before. And this is not just one high school. It's multiple high schools in this article yeah. are canceling their football season because they can't field a healthy team because the, the players are all feeling bad. But I mean, how will they, how will they spin this into be, you know, we're conspiracy theorists <laughs> talking about high school football's canceling because that's, that happened all the time when we were growing up, we just, we were just in denial. Yeah, it happened all the time. It's kind of like the way they say, yeah, well, there, there was all there was autistic people all over the place when we were growing up. You just didn't notice them. Yeah, we, we were better at diagnosing them. And dude, if you have ever seen a full blown high high level, if we will, autistic child, uh, there's no way to miss that, folks. There's, you can't miss that. Yeah, it's, so. it's not the same as what used to be called mental retardation at all. This is a whole different right. thing. And you know, to see that school districts are canceling football programs because they don't have healthy kids i'm like how long can they get away with this as yeah. the asip committee likely votes 15 nil to uh promote the uh covid jabs onto the schedule so that they'll have liability protection to bring community and spike vax and others onto the market yeah and that's you know that's a, a natural segue to the, to the to the cdc vote i'm flabbergasted robert i mean we see we see daily so many deaths, so many injuries, so many clots, heart attacks, strokes, died suddenly, passing out on the court, passing out on the field, young, healthy, apparently healthy people that this is happening to. And it's not an isolated incident. It's happening every day all over the world in numbers that are staggering. And yet they're actually voting on whether to add these vaccines to the childhood schedule so they're liability free forever and they get a chance to damage children from now on out. And if the children don't take these vaccines that might make them have a heart attack at the age of seven, then they don't get to go to school or they don't get to go. It's just so insane. It's, it's so over the top and it's so far from what we would have envisioned, where we would have envisioned we would have been a few years ago mm -hmm. that it's almost hard to describe that they're even considering this because I, I one of the things i was mentioning for my lecture sunday was i'm on this telegram group called died suddenly and every day I, there's dozens and dozens of messages of screenshots of people that just died suddenly um and th these are young people these are teenagers these are young 20s and they just died unexpectedly and suddenly and they don't know why and one of the things that they all have in common is I love this group because they do the research. They go back to the, find these people's social medias or Twitters or whatever, and they find 
screenshots of when they took the vaccine a few yeah. months ago or a year ago. And they, they've got the stamp yeah. and they're proud of the, taking the vaccine. And then they died suddenly. Did you and see no one, there was a, a, a like a bodybuilder athlete? Super Don, did you see this the other day? They, yeah. Actually, this guy got the jab. And at the time he got the jab or jabs, he's like, all right, well, if I die, then all these people that are against the vaccine are right. If I live, then they're wrong, right? Uh it's yeah. fascinating because he did indeed die suddenly of a cardiac related event. And, yeah. you know, you, you put that back out there, they go, Oh, well, that's not proof of anything either. So they'll ne there's never ever going to be proof for these people that either are profiting from it or are in permanent states of denial. Yeah. And I was, I was just thinking, I can't think of the bodybuilder's name, but he did say that. And, you know, it's, it's sad because he was, he, he bought the propaganda. He really believed what he was doing was going to keep him healthy and was going to make other people healthy. That's the thing that's sad is that all these people that have died suddenly, it's like, man, I feel so bad for them because the only reason that they did this is because they believed the propaganda that they were lied to by CDC, mm -hmm. by NIAID, by Fauci, by Walensky, by Borla with Pfizer, by whoever CEO of Moderna is. They were lied to by the government, by White House, talking about the disinfo dozen, spreading disinformation. These people were lied to, and, and many of them are dead because of the misinformation that the government and Big Pharma spread to the people. And, you know, to me, that's the most frustrating thing is these are good people that bought the propaganda and are dead. And they're, mm -hmm. they, they'll, they're gone. They're yeah. gone because we have a criminal lying government and we have criminal lying companies that make decisions for the government because we live in a fascist country right now where and, business and, has bought the government. And by the way, that guy's name is Doug Brignol, Brignoli, Brignoli. Yeah. Brignoli. Uh, at what point, and this is a sincere question, not a leading question. At what point do you say there is no legitimacy to the federal government? And I'm seriously asking this question. It's not like it's the first time I ask it, but look at what just happened. The ACIP committee 15 zero to put the, uh, uh, add the uh, COVID jabs and boosters for kids on the childhood vaccine schedule, which again, grants the liability protection that the makers of community and spike vaccine, anybody else coming down the pike to get FDA approved were waiting for before they could actually start shipping product into these places, uh, military, et cetera, where they can go, oh, this is not an EUA product, which they've been lying about what they've had for years now as an EUA or beyond an EUA approved product. It's not been the same. And now they have the cover to do so if this indeed happened, as we're hearing reported from the ACIP meeting today at CDC in Atlanta. So there, you're hearing that 15-0 voted in favor? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. 15 traders and sellouts and criminals for uh, eight mice, eight mice determined. And I think they even died. So eight mice were sacrificed so that children could get jabbed with something that might kill them too. Anybody that voted for this is going to needs to be held accountable. Right. You know, how do they, how do they approve a vaccine for the childhood schedule? That's never been tested and approved yeah. by the FDA. It's no clinical it's data. Uh, Dr. Macri was talking about that on Fox News on, on Tucker Carlson. We played the clips last hour, and it, it was a stunning uh, direct uh, communication like I've never seen before, even on Fox News about this. And I mentioned, you know, our friend Carol Alt, we were on her program uh, a number of times, 
And for almost two years, she was on doing amazing work, the only one doing this kind of discussion. And then the last interview that I did for her was via remote. It never aired. And then she got canceled on Fox News. Yet here we have Tucker Carlson doing some amazing work in the midst of, uh, uh, you know, the rest of the channel being pro pharma and all of the liberal stations pro pharma. And yet there's this little little island of sanity on Tucker Carlson's show. Yeah, he's been covering some real stuff. I'm I'm shocked. Hmm. Um, but again, you know, back to back to ASIP. I had a, how do the people that voted for this look themselves in the mirror? I mean, I don't understand. There's this is so far and above the most damaging vaccine that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And yet they've they vote to, a, to to put it, you know, in the childhood schedule that all children are going to be required to take this to go to school. I you know, this is even getting past unbelievable to, to literally to to a, a criminal level to do this they, they, these because children are going to die right and they are already uh, for those that are taking these shots um and latipo the surgeon general in florida says no matter what the ASIP committee does they're not going to add this to the childhood schedule in florida that's the point of well mm. it's true that the ASIP committee and cdc can't force the states to do so although we heard a lot of what the CDC attempted to do and succeeded in doing during the COVID scamdemic, uh, even though they didn't have the constitutional authority to do so. But that anybody would look to CDC at this point for anything other than uh, toxicology, where they rarely met, let the toxicologist come up and talk about what really is going on mm-hmm. uh, instead of just virology, um, you should dismiss. And that's you know, a follow up to my question of like, at what point do you determine, as I have, that there's literal, literally well, very little that is constitutionally legitimate. That is most of the federal government is illegitimate, delegitimized, has no legitimacy at all. And yet every year people keep funding that government, keep participating in a system that is in basically contributing to their demise, the demise of millions of children around the world, much less here in the United States. And that's what we see inevitably with the impact of COVID jabs in reducing uh, fertility and or outright killing these young people. How is it that we have a moral obligation or any other obligation to participate and support that? Yeah. And of course we don't. Right. As a matter of fact, I believe that we have a moral obligation to oppose it mm-hmm. and to be vocal in our opposition. So that's where we are now. That's, that's what we need to be doing is vo- being very vocally, uh, very loud and vocal in our opposition to this and calling them out for being the science quacks that they are. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody votes for this to be approved on a, put on a childhood schedule. They're, they're a quack. Yeah. They're a science quack because they're, did you see the, the, the Pfizer uh, rep- representative in at the uh, EU parliament that admitted that Pfizer didn't know if this was going to stop transmission. Right. Yeah. Remember that? That was she huge said, last week. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was last week. No, we didn't know, but we had to move at the speed of science to get this on the market. I'm like, what is the that? Speed of science, the, the scientific method requires that these things be tested for years. Diligence uh, and really uh, taking your time to do it right. There's no such thing as speed of science. No. There's speed of emergency. There's yeah. speed of, of necessity. But again, the rule of necessity knows no law. And that's what they've been trying to promote for years. In fact, going back to the 1933 
emergency declaration. It's on the congressional record. And since then, we have been operating our government under a state of emergency to the point where they are no longer recognizable as a constitutional government. And yet we, uh, you know, I still want Jonathan E. Mord in the U.S. Senate, by the way, and he's running for the United States Senate. If he gains a million dollars raised through his exploratory committee that started a few weeks ago, he's already raised over a hundred and I think 75,000. So he's well on his way to get there. If you guys and gals will support him, I think it would be amazing to see Jonathan E. Mord and Rand Paul pontificating on the constitutionality or unconstitutionality of things in, in Congress and the Senate would be amazing. Isn't there something for you more this weekend that Casey's doing? Yes. Casey Krejci is hosting a special dinner, a fundraiser event east of Orlando at his home. And Super Don, if you have that link, make sure you put it out for all of our Florida friends or those. You do need to RSVP if you want to attend. But it's this Friday, which is two days from now. The 19th is when we're live here, the 21st of October, an evening meeting. Jonathan Ebord will be there. I believe Dan, Congressman Dan Burton is also scheduled to be there. And we got to connect with him over the weekend. That was a lot of fun. And a whole lot of other awesome folks that want to see Jonathan Ebord uh, run against Tim Kaine two years from now uh, in the U.S. Senate. Uh, that would be just such a joy to see. And every time I talk about him running and actually running, really, he wins. I get chills. I'm like, yeah, he could do this. We could do this. Now, I'm not saying that's the only thing that would solve the problem, but as Jonathan Emord has acknowledged, all of the times he's beaten the FDA and the oligarchy back in court, one, and the courts have you know, mandated or, or prohibited the FDA from doing something, the FDA just turns its nose and goes, okay, and then keeps doing it. Mm-hmm. So he realized that he couldn't win even if he wins in court. So he wanted to go in and say, you know what? I can tell my kids I did everything that was within my power to try and make a difference. And I respect yeah. that immensely. And however that is for you, it's every, it's different for all of us, but I want our kids and, our, and their kids to be able to look back at us, Ty, and say, you know what? My bat, my dad, my grandpa, my uncle, and much less aunts and other things didn't go quietly into the night, stood up and did everything within their power to turn this thing around. And I know there's a lot of inertia to not, but even a little baby steps are how we get there. And occasionally there are big steps that happen too. Yeah, I agree. We've got to do everything we can. I mean, it's, now's the time to to draw the line in the sand. Are you going down to the thing for Emort or not? Uh, no, I've got to, I've got to fly to Pittsburgh on Friday. I would. In fact, if I wasn't doing that, I'd be there uh, because I'm going to be with the Health Hut group of stores. They have a health freedom event. Dr. James yeah. Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Jack will be there and, some of our friend Scott Shoemaker, I know. And uh, so I'm going to be there on Saturday, the 22nd for that event. But yeah, I would be there. And we're trying to orchestrate uh, a fundraiser event in Utah for uh, Jonathan E. Mord, or maybe around the the uh, Red Pill Expo with uh, G. Edward Griffin, if possible. Um, I don't know, TMB, if you're up for it, but Tennessee could use a, a, an event as well. And we can connect you with all the folks that are trying to make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll have to look into talk, maybe talk to Casey after this week and see what they did. Okay. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, All right. folks. A children's mm-hmm. health defense thing here in this weekend in uh, Knoxville. Right. Excellent. Well, these things are important. Are you going to hit that Knoxville event? We're going to try. Okay. Excellent. Uh, folks, just a, a quick reminder about the, uh, the time of transition season, fall to winter. Uh, you're probably not as much out growing some things, although it may, depending on where you are, you can have some good fall growing seasons in the South and even through the winter in Florida. But if you have a little bit of trouble with the bugaboos, the aphids, the roaches, the ants that are bug, bugging you outside and inside, 
you want to resort to using what? A non-toxic, safe, anti-cancer ingredient called delimonene from the orange peel. And you can get it with Orange Guard. OrangeGuard.com. You can go to your local Ace Hardware and get it there. And you can get it from Whole Foods. But uh, if you want, just order it direct. They'll ship it to you. Take a picture when you get it. Send it into Super Don. Ask RSB at gmail.com. And he'll add it to the collage. And uh, at the end of this month, we're going to do some kind of giveaway. It'll be worth your while. I promise. And we also do giveaways at our AMAs each month, our Zoom AMAs, uh, if you're a patron supporter. And that one's coming up 25th of October, Tuesday, next week, uh, evening, I think 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific. Uh, also, Nutritional Frontiers, shout out to Jamie Dorley and the gang. They've got amazing products, and they do a lot in education, including about their certified, U.S. certified, grown, grown organically in Colorado, hemp CBD products. Very innovative. Their Hemp Boost product enhances the uh, activity of the CBD as well as their transdermal delivery. Best tasting organic gummies you can get in the hemp variety. That's wonderful. And, of course, all of their wonderful products at NutritionalFrontiers.com or CBDNF.com. RSB15 for 15% off even on sale items. So double dip on that. All right. What else we got going on here, Super D and TMB this hour? Super Don, open up your visual. I don't think Ty has seen you today. And the people miss you. They love you. Where is he? There he is. Super All right. He's on, he's on mute, but there he is. <clears throat> Hi. Yeah, man, a few words. What's up, Super D? Hey, how's it going? All right, man. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Wait, we just breathe. Okay, here I am. You wanted me. Now what? A little bit more. Oh, okay. Super Don's got the ponytail going. I like it. Mm-hmm. All right. He's a long-haired hippie. Another, another two feet and you'll be with uh, Willie Nelson. <laughs> yeah, I'll braid it on both sides, yeah, right? Right. Yeah. Ooh, you know, this is a good question. I think, Superdon, you found this uh, article. Is CDC hiding data showing cancer deaths linked to COVID uh, jabs? Are you seeing and hearing about this? People that have overcome cancer, even if it was done allopathically, suddenly finding an explosion of cancer back in their bodies after getting COVID jabbed? You talking to me, Robert? Yes. Oh, for some reason, I thought that was Don. No, yeah, that was that was one of the things that I, I talked about on on uh, Sunday at the lecture, is that we're seeing a huge explosion of cancer, um, in especially the the research that's been done by Dr. Uta Kruger in Sweden, who has what twenty or thirty years experience as a pathologist, I believe, and she's seeing huge spikes in cancer um, since the COVID vaccine has come out. Um, because you know, she's doing autopsies. So, and, and, and that's, that's, uh, one of the things that we mentioned in this additional episode of propaganda exposed is we covered the way that cancers exploded military data shows that cancers, this was as of six months ago too. This isn't even up to date, but as of six months ago, the military data showed that cancers, uh, increased 300% mm-hmm. in the last year, mm-hmm. uh, compared to where we were before 2021. Yeah. Um, and that does that's not even taken into, into account what's happened over the summer which um, we're seeing even even greater rates of cancer. And there's a couple other physicians, I can't remember their names that we cite in Propaganda Exposed, that you know are oncologists or, and or pathologists that are doing autopsies that are just seeing a huge, I mean, it's like, it's hard to get away from this data because when you have people like the Alabama uh, funeral director, I uh, was it Richard Hirsch, mm-hmm. right? And or, no, he's, he's yeah, he's, he's an embalmer, right? So, and, and he's, pulling these blood clots out of people that we've never seen before. It's hard to get past that. It's like something happened 
since about the time the vaccines rolled out, something started happening to people's blood. Now, any logical person would look at it and say, wow, that's very likely that this is related to the vaccine. Let's do some investigation into it. Mm-hmm. But no, not allowed to investigate. Vaccines are off the table. We're, we're told it can't be the vaccines because the vaccines are safe. It's got to be something else, something unknown. Maybe climate change. Maybe climate change is causing these blood clots. Maybe climate change is causing yeah. these increase in cancer deaths. It's just it's absurd because the, the the obvious answer is vaccines, but that's off the table. Can't discuss yeah. it. If it's climate change, it's also drag queens reading to children in libraries. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, b- by the way, in this article, it references our, our friend Tom Wren's attorney. He says Department yep. of Defense data showed a massive cancer uh, rise. According to the DMED data exposed by Tom Reds and Senator Ron Johnson, showed cancer rates among military personnel and their families basically tripled after rollout of the shots. Yeah. Oh, that's global warming. That's the 300 percent I was talking about. Was That was the Wren's data. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. No, no, it's global warming. It's global. It's climate change. Right. It, it, well, it, well, it was global warming until it was yeah. global cooling. Right. So it was global cooling in the 70s. Yeah. And then it started there, there started to be a warming trend because in the 70s, we saw Time magazine covers about the new the way that the, uh, the, we were all going to freeze. Yeah. But then it started warming and it became global warming that we needed to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. Then we started to see a little bit of a cooling trend. So it changed to climate change because that's an all encompassing boogeyman that no matter if it's getting warmer or cooler, we can blame climate change for any of our problems. And then we can eventually tax people for their carbon footprint. Did you see that now mm-hmm. uh, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern is talking about a burp tax for cows? Yeah, we, we they, covered that as well. well. They had the fart tax about a decade ago, but then that got, you know, overrun. she should be a laughing stock and run out also on a rail tarred and feathered. Uh, she was at one of the yeah. World Health Organization or WEF meetings saying we've got to censor people. We, censorship is necessary now. We cannot allow people to discuss these things because they're speaking out of turn and we're not approving what they're saying. Look at this Swedish pathologist, researcher, and senior physician at Lunds University. Again, out of Sweden, Dr. Uta Kruger. Oh, that's who I'm quoting right there. Yeah. That was Kruger. Yeah, Kruger. Cancer patients getting younger. Largest increase among 30 to 50-year-olds because, of course, 30 to 50-year-olds are, you know, they're so old they should get cancer. Tumor sizes are dramatically larger. They're, they're saying that multiple tumors and multiple organs becoming more common recurrence and metastasis are increasing all of these things post jab. And the jab is completely safe. And in fact, so safe. In fact, that those eight mice sacrifice themselves so that the CDC will put the jabs on the official schedule approved and recommended for kids everywhere. And I think this may ha- have to happen, Ty, in order for more people to wake up and say, this is beyond ludicrous. This is stupid. We're no longer participating. So in the yeah. end, they're doing damage to themselves by being so absurd in their approvals without data that even, again, physicians are appearing on Fox News, calling it out like it is, including what was the term uh, last hour we came across? Macri said, oh, if you're a member of the ACIP committee, you have to be a card carrying vaccine fanatic. That was on Fox News last night. That's true. You, you mean you got to you got to be a hardcore vaccine pusher. Don't even look at the science. You're going to push vaccines because because that is your religion. Yeah, that that's is a, your religion. It's amazing. That's getting out. So look, we don't I don't claim to be able to, to change people's minds in this way, but they're coming to it of their own accord because they're finally seeing what we have known for many decades here. Now, here's another surprise, not surprise here. 
the Natural Blazes reporting out of Natural Health News. Echo Health landed a $1 million grant to work with the 80% mouse death Boston University on future pandemic prevention. Do you hear about this, this new version that they got? Yeah, I saw that. It's like, what the heck are they doing creating an 80% lethal version of the COVID? I mean, what the heck is going on? Because all it takes is one leak and then, mm-hmm. yeah, hasta la vista, baby. They were disappointed in the death rate due to the one that came out of Wuhan via UNC Chapel Hill. So Boston University wants to one-up everybody. You thought that was bad? Look what we've created. Yeah, I mean, what the heck are they doing? What are they even thinking? Mm-hmm. But, there, you know, there's it looks like there's something nefarious behind this. So there probably is. I don't know enough about it, but I just heard about it yesterday. Yeah. But it's insane. What, what the heck are they doing? And you thought that gain of function was restricted or eliminated here in the United States? Think again. Mm-hmm. We have our military, medical, industrial complex combining forces to create deadly things, if you will, by gain of function or other research, chimeric, genetic modifications, etc., that could unleash you know, more deadly uh, interactions with the world we live in. And I think a lot of this is being delivered via these jabs, quite honestly, as we see the increased rate of unexplained sudden deaths on and on. We've discussed many things that have manifested at this time. The question is, why are they doing this? One, they would say population reduction. Then why are they doing it to the people that are most supportive of their efforts? You know, the largely the leftist Democrats, although not exclusively, because they're eradicating their main support system and who's left. Who's left if you kill all your supporters? The people that are not willing to go along with you. That's not a good strategy for success. All the freedom terrorists are the ones that are left. Yeah. Yeah, not a good strategy, but, you know, they're not God and they're not omniscient. And a lot of times they're not even all that smart in there in what it appears what they're doing. So mm-hmm. uh, not surprising um, when the, you have megalomaniacs that are out there, just they just want power control. A lot of times they do things that really aren't all that smart. You know, and we've seen that with tyrants and megalomaniacs across the globe. Not really all that smart in a lot of decisions they make because they're power hungry and greedy for control and it warps their decision making process. So, mm-hmm. you know, why are they testing uh, an 80 percent lethal strain of COVID here in the United States at Boston University? Why are they even creating? Why are they messing with it? I don't know, but I don't like it. Yeah, if you look at this Echo Health Alliance, just so you know, they're not anything to do with ecology and health in a positive way. Uh, this is the New York City-based nonprofit headed by, guess who, Peter Daszak, and was also funded by the NIH and Fauci's NIAID to genetically ma- manipulate bat COVID in Wuhan. And uh, they bragged about this uh, million-dollar NSF grant to work with Boston University to prevent future pandemics. Predict and prevent. Well, they can predict them because they're creating them. Prevent them? No. They try to sell you the shot that they pretend will prevent but is actually causing the real issue. The deaths that we've seen since the advent and administration and uh, uh, presence of COVID jabs has been far superseding anything the initial waves of COVID did to old people with multiple comorbidities. It's not even close. Uh, Yeah, it's not. It's not even close. It's so far off the charts that it should. I mean, everybody should be aware of the fact that now you should never take another COVID vaccine ever. Mm -hmm. Um, But the good thing is that it looks like that this Boston University research is in tandem with the NIAID and, you know, with Fauci at the head, he is mm-hmm. science. So apparently it's going to be all scientific method and all yeah. legitimate if, if they work with the NIAID and Fauci. Yeah. Hey, did y'all sign up to see the, 
movie that uh, Bobby Kennedy and them produced on the real Anthony Fauci book, a two-part uh, documentary, I think. Are you talking to me? Yeah, I don't know who else I'd be talking to. Okay, well, everybody, you, everybody. I'm talking said, to everybody. You said did y'all, but oh, okay, so Charlotte You're included and I, yeah, in I you're talking to the crowd. No, we haven't done that yet. Okay, so that's available, I think, for the next eight days now. Every day counts down. It's a short burst out there. For those that haven't or un unable to read the real Anthony Fauci book, now you have a film version, a documentary film version, that you can uh, watch it at your leisure in your own home for the next, now, I think, eight days left. Uh, so that's, again, good news. Share that link. Have people sign up and watch it, and they, too, can see through the lies and deceptions that these uh, – well, you said the word megalomaniacs. You said it so fast, I could hardly, hardly know how many syllables it has. I probably said it wrong, but it just means people that are power hungry. Yeah, plenty of those, plenty of those. So what do you think about trust in media? Um, this is the question I believe that Super Don put out as a poll question of the day. For those of you who aren't getting the Robert Scott Bell Show newsletter, and I hope you also get the Truth About Cancer news the updates, and you can go there and sign up, and we have that link. Uh, but America's trust in media remains near record low. Now, the question is, who trusts the media uh, and, and what are they on? And you want to get them off of it as soon as possible. According to this, 34 uh, percent Americans trust in the mass media to report the news fully, accurately and fairly. I have a feeling that our percentage of trust in media in, in our poll question, Super Don, is going to be even lower than that. Uh, and uh, I'm pretty comfortable with that statement or prediction. Super Don, you want to you want to bring us up to date on our poll question? Okay. Mm -hmm. And by and by the way, Super Don, before you answer this, I'm sending you uh, on Skype a video of Katie Turr. I don't know if you've seen the clip, but it's a really telling clip. She's an MSNBC host, and it's on this exact topic topic here, where she's discussing how people's trust in the media is extremely low, and how. She's not really sure that they're doing more good than harm. So when you get that, you might want to play that. Okay. Yeah. I don't know how fast he can get it rendered up, but let's just at least see the poll question response from our audience thus far. Uh, and uh, here we go. So how much trust do you have in newspapers, TV, radio to report news fully, accurately, and fairly? One, a great deal of trust, a fair amount of trust, not very much trust, none at all, not sure. I'm going to think none at all is going to be dominant and if you add up the great deal in a fair amount and not very much, it won't add up to 34%. So let's see. Look oh. at that. Let's see. So none at all, 73.7%. So if we add up the not very much in a fair amount, uh, we get 3.1, 22.5. Yeah, I was right. 25%, basically. 26%. Yeah, it's basically so it's about about 1% uh, that uh, answered something else other than those two. Yeah. So good on you. Not surprising. Not surprising at all, right? Yeah, not surprising at all. Not a big surprise. All right, so let me see now um, <clears throat> if I can play the video that Ty sent me. Okay. It's pretty telling. All right, let's see what, what happens this is here. From there PMS was just a Gallup poll out today that shows that the trust in, in media, newspapers, and television is you know hitting an all-time low. People don't trust us. They don't believe us. And it makes me wonder if this job as i'm currently doing it is effective uh but if it's doing more harm than good i don't have a good answer for that we do go home quit Find that you suck <laughs> yeah i mean it, 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 this, this has been a, a, 
This has yeah. been a trend. Look, I mean, yeah. if 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 you've been paying attention to these types of things for you know any period of time, it's been a trend. It's gone every year. It goes down more and goes down more and goes down more. It used to be 20, 30 years ago. It was a whole different situation. Mm-hmm. But then the internet came around, right? Suddenly, everybody could share information. When something was going on, everybody knew about it. Mm-hmm. You know, information travels at the speed of light now. And so what did it do? It, it sh- shone a light, right? What did they say about the, you know, disinfectant, you know? Uh, sunlight. You know, sunlight. Right. And, and that, that's what's happened. They can't get away with this crap anymore. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it's, when, when I saw that clip, though, I was, I was shocked that she actually admitted that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, good on her, as they say in New Zealand, good on you, because it's mm-hmm. nice to see her being at least honest, saying, not really sure, people don't trust us, and actually not really sure we're doing more good than harm. You won't find many people that are in the media, the mainstream, that are intellectually honest enough like that. I mean, you look at people like, uh, what, uh, Joe and Mika, Those, they, oh. they are so intellectually dishonest, it's like, you know, you, they would never admit anything like that so anyway good good on katie for that yeah the the dark soul show i think it's called morning joe yeah yeah the dark soul <laughs> uh this is yeah again it's amazing thanks for sharing that clip tmb and and, and super d for p- putting that up there it's pretty amazing they're looking at that and they thought wow we could really influence people it's like whoa we could be doing more harm than good yeah quit find something good to do with your life because it ain't the mainstream uh toxic polluted media yeah. Uh, we have a, a lot of uh, good things that are happening over at the truth about cancer.com, including an article on iodine deficiency. These are great, great articles. And Hey, it's October. It's pink washing month. Although yeah. haven't you noticed over the years, there's been less like overt promotion of pink washing. Cause it got so absurd with pink buckets of Kentucky fried chicken and all that stuff. And you found out how little money was actually going to help genuinely people prevent breast cancer, much less address it. Certainly not holistically. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that I used to hit in my lectures a lot more than I do now, because so many people are aware of the scam of October, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But about a decade ago, when I would lecture, I'd always covered the fact that, you know, I think it was 2009, Kentucky Fried Chicken was one of the sponsors for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And they had the pink buckets of chicken. Mm-hmm. It's like, you got to be kidding me. You're sponsoring. You're one of the sponsors and you're probably one of the main causes. So um, don't really talk about it as much anymore, but I do remember from that lecture, I, I pulled some numbers from the um, American Cancer Society, or was it Susan Komen? I can't remember. It's one of the charities that deal Komen with it. probably. Probably Komen. Yeah. But I, if, if that year that I pulled it, I think it was about a decade ago, I think it was less than 16% of revenues actually went to cancer research. And a majority of the revenues went to fundraising, mm-hmm. travel, uh, entertainment, salaries, bonuses, those kind of things, but not research in cancer. So even though the kind of cancer research they're doing is not necessarily what we would research, they're not even researching that. They're just, it's a big slush fund so they can pay huge salaries and travel and do all these fundraising events, but they're not getting, they're not getting any answers, but then we know that. I mean, the purpose is not to get answers. The purpose is to perpetuate the disease so they can continue to treat because that's the money is in treating, not in curing. Exactly. Exactly. The treatment is the profit center. And in fact, the entire system is set up to create the very diseases that they treat. It's like brilliant, but diabolical. 
and many people have died and many more will die until you stop participating because we can't count on the federal government to uncouple itself from the monopoly that they created due to their subjugated position, having been purchased, if you will, corrupted and captured by the very industry that creates the disease and then has a monopoly on treating it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, like we've said many times in the past, it is a brilliant business strategy, but if you have no soul, yeah, right. But because, because your, your money is being made at the expense of other people, yeah. you know, it's not like a business that, you know, you're selling people t-shirts they don't need or golf clubs that they don't need or whatever. Yeah. You know, they're wasting their money, but you're not hurting them physically. But this is a business that's built on harming people physically, harming their health perpetually until they die. Yeah. That's a whole other ballgame, man. That's like these are ghouls that are doing this. That's why I call them dark souls. Uh, you know, the dark soul show, Morning Joe, others that promote without blinking all of these deadly interventions, including, as we've talked about today, a big topic of discussion, the ACIP committee voting 15-0 to promote for the CDC the use of COVID jabs and boosters on the childhood vaccine schedule so that they can get the liability protection that they needed to actually start shipping product to actually have the kind that they can claim are now FDA licensed and approved, even though the data upon which those things were licensed and approved is scarcely adequate and that which it does show is damning to the point where there is no way in a sane rational and scientific environment of advisors that you would ever approve it yeah but the the problem here is that we're not dealing with sane rational people we're dealing with people that are part of a religious cult that pushes vaccinology vaccines regardless of whether they're safe whether they're effective and we're also dealing with people that are mentally unstable and they're megalomaniacal. They're power hungry and they're going to push their religion of vaccinology on everyone. And that's the problem is they're they're not we're dealing with insane people. Yeah. Well, um, the question is, how will you go through life knowing that you're supporting those insane people? Or will you now stand up and say, I shall no longer participate in this madness and you can't make me. And at that point, it ends. And the same thing about liability. The moment there is liability placed on these or these people in ASIP or otherwise, that they they could be liable for the injuries and deaths. Suddenly, hey, they don't vote 15-0. They vote 0-15. It's amazing how when there's liability for your actions. And by the way, that's the way God set this place up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Accountability, responsibility, so that you wouldn't do the things that people that perceive they have no liability, you wouldn't do the evil things that those people do. In the past, it was emperors and kings and queens that could grant liability protection magically. They wave their crown or wand, and suddenly you could do anything because the king said so. We have that in the oligarchy here in the United States. And again, just another quick plug for Jonathan Emord. I'd love to see him run for the United States Senate because he will win if he runs against Tim Kaine two years from now. Uh, with that, TMB, uh, any upcoming events? You mentioned the Knoxville event. We mentioned Casey Krejci's hosting a fundraiser for Emord uh, Friday at, at his place in Florida. Um, I've got the Pittsburgh Health Freedom event, uh, thanks to Health Hut. All of those are in the – most of them are in the upcoming events tab. Anything else we should know about? Oh, yes, before we go, Propaganda Exposed Uncensored <laughs> Edition. Yeah. We're yeah, November 1st, 1st is the pre-launch. We'll go first episode November 9th, so – We'll be getting you all the links and everything, Robert, to put on the website before then. So we have got eight revised episodes and one brand new ninth episode for Propaganda Exposed, uncensored. It's going to be awesome. 
going to be amazing, folks. So you want to be part of that and stay tuned here with the Robert Scott Bell Show. We'll keep you up to date two hours a day plus six days a week and a bonus round coming up after this brief break. TMB, love to the kids, love to Charlene. Appreciate you being here. Always great when you can join us and uh, maybe let them know what they need to know before you got to go. Always remember the power to heal is yours. Okay, we're back. Bonus round commences. I've seen some interesting comments coming through the website as well. I don't know if we want to get them in bonus round or bring them up tomorrow. There's even a good question on homeopathy uh, that uh, I'm happy to do. That You guys really prompt me to do those things because I just, you know, if you're interested. I just don't believe people are interested until they ask the question. So don't be bashful. Ask questions and we will answer. If not on the air, then on our AMA. And then they get real personal and Super Don gets uncomfortable. I do. Well, you hide it well. By the way, Lori says you need to get rid of the ponytail. Lori, our friend Lori. It'll happen well, eventually. She's not a big fan of the ponytail. Yeah. It'll happen. Mm-hmm. It'll happen eventually. Okay. Here, I'll get rid of the ponytail right now. Right. I like it when you just let it let it loose like there that. Like, there you go. There's that man, that crazy guy That's with the long hair. looking now, but... Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you can do the uh, uh, that drag show you were wanting to do. Really? <laughs> that wasn't you. <laughs> no. You're you shaved funny your legs guy. and everything. I didn't. Funny guy. Funny guy. <laughs> all right. Just seeing if you're paying attention. After all yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, did you see our our Friday show? Looks like our guests are going to flex with us for Friday. Is one that of them is. Only one. Oh, okay. So, well, that's something. Um, Friday, we're flying to Pittsburgh for the Health Hut event on Saturday, the 22nd. So um, what we're going to do is I like the idea of doing the show early and then just replaying it. But you can watch it early if you want, not hiding it. I don't think we need to hide it, do we? You can play it twice. Do you care? Play it twice. Why would I play it twice? In other words, we go out live and we play it again when it's later, normal time. Is there any reason not to do that? Yes. There is? Yes. Okay, never mind. Producer Hat Super Don says... Everybody I'm, expects our show to air at a certain time. Yeah. Imagine if you were going to watch the Braves game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, and it aired, like, some other times. You know, I just, you just you know, the, the show comes on when it's supposed to come on. Yeah. I'm not going to play it twice. Dude, look, it's not about, it. like, you scored and, and then people are going to be spoiled because they know the score of the game. No, we don't keep score, no, do we? No, that's like, it's, especially that day, it's going to be way early. So, it will air at the normal time. Everybody show up, same bat time, same bat channel, and you'll be able to watch the show. There'll be a brand new show on Friday. So, we're not yes. we're not skimping because, you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with doing a show for y'all. I know. And Super Don has to really encourage me occasionally to take a day off, which I don't. And I should. Should be right. You do, you you do it more now than you used to. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, Still probably not so like so eleven a.m. noon. Okay, just got an email from from Jonathan about tomorrow's show. Okay, is he available? Yeah, we'll have to do like an early thing with him if you want to do it. Uh, do you want to tape the show earlier? I could. Are do you a, available tomorrow morning? I don't know. I have to look at my calendar too to okay. see what I could do. All right. We can do an abbreviated version even and, and get it on for, for Thursday evening. 
Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, do, 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 we do have. Oh, we do have the Synergy Science webinar for the 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 Synergy sauna tomorrow. Right tomorrow after the show. afternoon, yeah. yeah right, right after, after the, the show. show. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll figure out the Jonathan thing after we're off the air here. Okay. Uh, good show today. Really enjoyed uh, Miguel Rodriguez. Yeah, he was terrific. He's he's quite the you know, and he's uh, the, that. What, what was the name of his website? Fierce Communicators. Fierce Communicator or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he um, he is. A, you can tell he's a he's he's a very charismatic, dynamic speaker. Yeah. Um, crazy situation that they're dealing with there in San in uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. I still I don't I don't know. We need you know what we need to do is we need to get a drag queen on the show. We need to get a drag to explain to us. Uh, Why it's going on? Appropriate to it's a listen. This is another example, right? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, there's like I got a thing going here Mm -hmm. where it's like we talk about this stuff, but it's like did did we bother to ask any drag queens? Right? No. Yeah. Let's 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 get a drag queen on the show. Now our drag queens explain why it is that they want to read to the kids at the library. I mean, there could be a very um, is there like reasonable explanation there. Is there like a, a levels of drag queens, amateur versus professional drag queens? Are you a drag queen twenty four seven or only when I'm not you're a drag at- queen? I don't know these things. That's why we need to ask one. Okay. Does anybody know one? I don't know any that I know of. <laughs> I'll bet you I could. Find- <laughs> probably could find. <laughs> I'll ask Kevin. Kevin, we we need to get. No. <laughs> we need to- like, yes, I'm gonna message his, him right now. Could be his neighbor. Who knows? Um, Robert says he wants to get a drag queen on. I know. Uh, I didn't say that. You said that. Uh, we need. You think to- it. We, you think it's really necessary? Drag queen for the show. I did not say that. You're don't put words put, in my mouth. I put go with an exclamation point. Go, go, go. No, go. but I didn't we'll, say that. We'll see what he says. You really okay? All right. But anyway, all right. It could be fun. Hmm. Let's see. Lori says no, no, please. No, what to do? What? No drag queen. No yeah. drag queen. Yeah. Marge just laughed. <laughs> really? You guys wouldn't want to like hear the other side of the debate? There? You know, my my happiness today is due to Marge laughing. She sent a message before. She didn't the run show out today. of the room. Yeah. No, but she sent a message before the show. She says, "Please make me laugh today." Oh, so like all right. that has so been we succeeded then. That has been my express intent and purpose today to make you laugh, Marge, at least a little bit. And if you did, I feel better about myself. So thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Cindy right, says, no. So... No? No. Now, if, if we had Tim Curry as Frank N. Furter from, um, what was that movie? Rocky Horror Picture Rocky Show. Rocky Horror Picture Show. I would definitely interview Tim Curry. <laughs> that would be a great interview, but I don't know that he's drag. any longer with us. But yeah, I that'd be fine. I mean, <laughs> that would so, see now. Uh, why would that be okay? Because that was a very funny. You watched that role. movie, right? Yeah, I saw that movie. It got a little racy there. A it few did. Times. It's not a kid movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, back in the day, that was the midnight movie. It often played, and everybody knew all the lines, and they would throw things at the screen, and it was like I told you my story about that. Yeah, you did. You got hit with a wet piece of toilet paper. Roll of toilet paper right in the eye, yeah. swelled up, and who's up. showing up at the door that the dogs are going crazy? I don't know. Probably nobody. Nobody. Dogs are annoying. 
I saw a comment from Michael Bolden earlier about mosquitoes. Did you move to a mosquito-ridden area of Irvine, California? I didn't know there were mosquitoes hey, there. Stop it. I talk skeeters, the dogs get excited. Stop. You can actually try spraying some delimiting on, on your skin and see if that helps. Otherwise, yeah. I think oh, does, that a, repel, does that repel mosquitoes? Well, I think so, but you could try it. Um, the Buzz Away, if I remember years ago, we used to use like a Native American formula that was very successful. That was yeah. kind of good. Yeah. I know the citronella is supposed to get to repel them. Yeah, I don't know if it's really as good as it once was. Yeah. I think they've gotten bold to citronella over the years. You get the tiki torches. Of course, of course, you can't use tiki torches anymore now. That means white supremacy, right? Does it? Tiki torches? Oh, yeah. Don't you remember that thing they had? What was it, in North Carolina or something like that, where they had the 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 guys that were marching, uh, and they, they were carrying tiki torches, and so that's become like a thing now. I didn't see that, no. No? Oh, come on. D- I no, didn't. You, DJ I know. Katie. You don't watch all the news. You only DJ watch. Katie says you could get gays against groomers on instead of a, a drag queen. Really? Yeah, that's what DJ Katie suggested. Never heard of that. Gays against groomers. Okay, let me t- let uh, gays against groomers. Kevin's not even looking at his messages right no. now. No. <laughs> He's going to be like, what? Yeah. Anyway, so that, is that a real thing? I don't know. It came from DJ Katie, I imagine. It's good. Lemongrass is better. Yes, DJ Katie Lemongrass is lovely. Yeah. It is a real thing. Look at that. Yeah. So that's fine. GazeAgainstGroomers.com. Um, take enough iodine until it starts coming out your toenails. Remember that? No. Miss Ketchell's asking. Remember, remember, the key for iodine utilization fully is selenium. So you don't need a lot of iodine. If you've got the uh, um, nation iodine, nation iodine, we've used, put some drops in water, drink it down. But, you know, make sure you get uh, adequate selenium to activate, to fully engage the, the uh the iodine. DJ Katie says it's a large movement. Okay. Gaze against groomers. Well, good. You know, I don't want to stray too far from from our normal uh, programming, but um, these are all interesting topics, I think. Yeah, it kind of throws the uh, left into a tizzy when you got a gay person on who's against grooming. You know, it's like, wait a second. You're supposed to always be for gay people, but, oh, they're against grooming. Oh, wait, now what do I well, do? Head you explode, would be surprised because, right? you know, what, you, what you've got is you've got this large umbrella, right, mm-hmm. that is continually growing because, you know, it used to be LBGT. Mm-hmm. Then it was LGBTQ. Yeah. Then it was LGBTQ LMNOP, STUV. And so it's like it keeps growing because there's like these new groups that keep being formed. I just, you know, can't keep up. Don't 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 understand most of it. But Mm -hmm. um, there's there's an interesting situation going on within this large group where you've got um, you got like uh, uh, lesbians that are takes off at the the trans people because it's like believe it or not this is this is gonna sound bizarre but it's like if if the the, the trans people are you know let's say you have like a, a woman that transitions into uh or excuse me a man that transitions into a woman and then that now woman wants to have a relationship with a lesbian and if the lesbian does not want to have a relationship with them then they are calling the lesbians uh, uh, transphobic wow 
That, for real. I mean, it's just like if your brain doesn't hurt trying to, you know, figure that, you know, make sense of that one. So there's a lot of weird infighting and stuff that's going on within within that community. And so it doesn't surprise me that you've got these people here, uh, a coalition of gays and lesbians against the sexualization and indoctrination of children under the guise of LGBTQIA, etc. So I don't know whether that is a, a, a topic we want to broach on this show or not, but look, these things are all, look, it's going on all around us, right? So you could just yeah. ignore it. Or you could address it. And that's what some people apparently are doing. So maybe that'll be the next poll of the day. Do you want to talk about this on the show? Mm-hmm. No. Pat sent me a, a, a um, an example or a uh, uh, poll of the day that she would like us to do. Um, so I will probably do that on Friday. Pat, if you're listening, it's a good Friday poll of the day. So... And if you guys have other polls, yeah, why not? Throw them at me. Ideas that you think would be a good poll of the day, and I'll take it into consideration. Mm-hmm. 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 Yep. I'm just uh-huh. doing a tweet. I'm responding to David Apicata Wolf and his statement. He has a good tweet out about the uh-huh. moronic CDC ACIP boat. Uh, yeah, see. big deal. I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more about that probably in tomorrow's news cycle. Mm-hmm. I'll probably get something in the newsletter. Mm-hmm. Several other things in the newsletter today I thought were kind of interesting. Dude, I love the uh, you know stuff about recipes and cooking and stuff like that. If you like cooking, if you're looking for recipe ideas, usually you're going to find quite a few in the newsletter at least a couple times yeah. uh, a week. Do you like soup? Yeah, of course I like I'm soup. I'm a big like fan soup? of soup. I love soup. What's your I'm favorite soup in the whole wide world? Um, wow. Mm. I love split pea. Split pea, okay. Split pea, I know. Is that because of the uh, when you watched The Exorcist back in the 70s? No. That was that was yucky. But, uh, Sorry, I ruined uh, it for everybody. Actually, no, no. I, I, the reason why the, I became a fan of it was when we uh, drove down to Disneyland when I was a kid. There was a restaurant on the way. Mm-hmm called Split Pea Anderson's. Okay. And they had like the most amazing split pea soup and it had like bacon in it. And and uh, anyway, so I've always been a fan of that. But I am also a big fan of, a, of like a, a potato soup with cheese in it. You know, so, so yeah, I, I, I love it. I love what about that po- in the winter? I like potato leek combination soup. Potato leek yeah. soup is great. Uh, anything with cheese is like, Okay, what are you gonna awesome. do? Yeah, yeah like I can't broccoli, defeat cheese, I can't, uh, broccoli, cheddar cheese. broccoli. Yeah, I can't defeat that. Oh, speaking of broccoli, can you show them my broccoli? I was out in the garden yesterday, checking out things, prepping for the fall. We've got stuff growing already, sprouting up in the greenhouses for the fall, which is nice. And I was eating a lot of my raspberries that are out there still been boom booming raspberries, so I'm having fun with that. Uh, and I noticed I was like looking at the flowering broccoli and like I looked at the flowering broccoli and not long enough. And I was like, oh, my gosh, there's broccoli stalks I can eat. So I started eating the broccoli and I said, you know what? I can't eat it all. I need to grab a little batch and show Super Don some broccoli and everybody else. This is the broccoli from my garden yesterday. Kind of <clears throat> looks like a bouquet there. Like you're going to have like a natural <clears throat> wedding there in the backyard. I had to battle sure. my cat for this broccoli. Did you know 
I don't know if all cats do, but one of our cats loves broccoli. She just mm-hmm. like goes bonkers on broccoli, even the leaves, really? the broccoli leaves. She loves them. Interesting. So, yeah. And and your broccoli apparently that did kind of the same thing that mine did, where I was expecting a giant like broccoli. You see the store, a head yeah. of broccoli, no, and it, it was like just these yeah. these offshoots of little tiny little broccoli things. And I'm just like, what am I supposed to do with that? I just you just so, add them up. You get enough of them, and uh, and you can, you know you can eat the stalks and the leaves nah, too. It's all good. It, it's just it. Yeah, I was very disappointed with the. With the broccoli this anyway, year. Anyway, get, just get to anyway. the broccoli and eat it anyway. So, you know what? I asked about soup, and I didn't finish my thought. In today's newsletter, there's a really cool article, and it's called 12 Chefs' Secrets for Making the Perfect Soup. Okay. And it has a bunch of ideas on there and things that you can you can do with soup to, you know, to doctor it up and, mm-hmm. and make it super yummy. So that, that was in there in today's newsletter. Um, I don't know if there was another one in there about food, but... Yeah, prepping stuff and survivalist stuff and gardening. A lot of gardening stuff. How to plant, mm-hmm. uh, how to grow tree, you know, plants in soil bags. Mm-hmm. That's a thing that I've never. T- that is kind of interesting. Maybe you know you can grow in in places where you you know are, are more convenient. And also, did you know that that you can grow? There's 12 different fruit trees. You can actually grow indoors. Did you know that? Fruit trees indoors. Indoor fruit trees. You know, and we've had people say, oh, I don't have a garden. I don't have space like that. Well, if you're subscribed to the newsletter, uh, Mm -hmm. you get to see these 12 fruit trees you can actually grow indoors. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of stuff that you're going to see in addition to, you know, the news. You look like a head of broccoli. I am. By the way, DJ Katie says that's the only kind of broccoli that grows in Florida. I don't know which kind. The kind it that did the same thing in? here. It's not just or, Florida. It, it did the exact no, same thing. Or here. is she talking about the giant heads of broccoli growing Florida? Which way? I, oh, I, don't, I don't know. know. Let us know. I'm curious about that. I don't think I ever tried to grow broccoli in uh, in Florida. I don't remember doing that anyway. Let's see. She crab soup, an East Coast thing. How about um, corn chowder? Sweet corn chowder. I prefer clam chowder okay. over corn chowder. Okay. Homemade oh French onion soup with cheese. French onion layer good. of cheese over that. Yeah, it's great for dipping a, a, a sandwich into. Is the onion French or is it just a French recipe and they call it French onion soup? It's just it's a recipe. It's the way that okay. it's made. Got it. Yep. Mm, man, now I'm hungry. Now I'm hungry for some soup. I'm super hungry. Maybe that answers the question. So. What do we want for dinner? Soup. Yeah. <laughs> But also dipping into soup stuff, like if you have a really oh, all good the time. organic yeah. something we, to dip in there. Last night, last night I made, I cooked. Oh, I actually, grilled I've cheese. Been, I've been doing cooking. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, grilled cheese typically goes it, with tomato, which is a good soup. You can dip it in that. Yeah. In fact, my I've got so many tomatoes. It was like I got to make. Jenny, my wife was saying that she was going to make like a roasted tomato soup, but mm-hmm. um, last night we had a. It was a. Um, it was a sausage. It had sausage, potatoes, carrots, um, and cannellini beans in it. Mm-hmm. I made it last night. You made it? I made it. Cannellini, a can of lini beans or no, cannellini beans? No, they're called beans? cannellini beans, a type of bean. It's like okay. a white bean. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. And uh, with, uh, with dipping, what the heck is it called? Those, those buns, the square... Rolls. I can't remember what they're called now. But in any case, yeah. 
I, I actually had, have been cooking lately, and it's it's kind of fun because I get these these meal kits that has all the stuff that you can cook, and mm -hmm. I've had I've had to go back to it because cost of food. You know, even though I am growing some stuff, I'm just kind of a novice, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, we get these meal kits in the in the mail, and it has like all the the raw ingredients mm -hmm. and a card that's that has the recipe and tells you how to make it. Yeah. So, I I uh, like. The soup discussion, I do. I'm getting hungry. Uh, let's see. <laughs> and chili, you like chili? Oh, a good chili. Yeah, it can oh, be made organically. Man. You can do that. My wife me. makes like the killer chili, and it's like in a giant pot, and I eat on it for like longer than I probably should. <laughs> um, did I plant Romanesco or broccoli raw by mistake? No, we grow broccoli raw. I have, and I think I've got some of that in the greenhouse. But no, this was supposed to be broccoli broccoli. And I think the heads are bigger than the broccoli rob. It just wasn't the giant heads of it. But it probably wasn't hybridized. It was an heirloom. Let's see. Mm -mm -mm. Garlic bread with soup. Yeah, Jay. Now you're talking. Mm -mm -mm. Loaded with butter. Oh, yeah. All right. So tomorrow. Yeah, what are we, we doing have tomorrow? We've got Dr. <clears throat> Henry Elion. <coughs> oh, from, from uh, where is he from? Well, uh, this is the website that uh, showed up when I was looking at it. If I can get to it here, it's okay. not showing up. Here we, we go. We are definitely stimulating uh, uh, salivary glands here talking food. I'm sorry. Yeah. Join the fight. Demand a grand jury investigate the CDC for criminal fraud and willful misconduct. Yeah. Why not? Beyondthecon.com. Okay, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Yes. All right. And then the uh, Synergy webinar. If you guys haven't signed up for that and you want to oh, find out do. about... You want to get one of these the saunas for Synergy the greatest Synergy sauna. Yeah. Find out why you should get one, the benefits of one, and how ridiculously inexpensive it is compared to a lot of others. Yeah. And how you can mm -hmm. afford to get one. Um, get we signed up. The banner is in the show notes today. And it looks like this. Go full screen with that. Thursday, October so I'll be 20th. with Paul on that one. So you guys, we'd be 19 minutes into that webinar today, but tomorrow. Correct. Top of the hour. We're going to do a very abbreviated, if any, uh, bonus round so we can jump right into the Synergy Sauna update and webinar. And so uh, 5 o'clock Eastern time, 2 o'clock Pacific time, right after the show. We're going to roll right into that. And so please do sign up. Even if you can't make it live, if you got a, a previous engagement, sign up. That way you can have access to the recorded version. Otherwise, you, you, you're hosed. You won't be able to get the deal. And I want you guys to get the deal. It is sauna weather coming up. And also, Advanced Medicine Conference, the one that happened uh, mm -hmm. this year. Yes. Um, if you didn't go and you wanted to be able to check out everything that happened there. Ooh, we got a great deal. Uh, Dr. Batar sent us this information and you can actually this big banner is in the show notes as well you just scroll down to the bottom after all the articles and stuff uh and you click on this it uh normally 399 bucks this is 30 hours of mm -hmm. everything that happened at the advanced medicine conference you'll get it uh for i, I don't know when the deadline is on this but yeah. you can get uh get it at 129 dollars and if you use the coupon code RSB at checkout, you'll get an additional 25% off. Whoa. I think that'll bring it under 100 bucks or right yes, around there. Yes, it is. Dude, it is. that's awesome. 
And yeah, it's like, dude, if you miss the advanced medicine conference, it is so worth it. Uh, so take advantage of that, y'all. Can you send out a separate like email blast on that? Or is there enough? I got to put one together. You know, this is one of those things where it's like, I don't, I, I, Does I have, he have to, enough like, copy to get, give us. We I don't use? think I have any copy, but we'll I'll, see if uh, you can send him a message. He, he probably has something we can send. Yeah. I'll see what yeah, I can I do. I want to make sure because we did find some people don't listen or watch the show that get the, get the newsletter. So I don't want him to so miss Kevin out. wrote me back. Yeah. What did he say? Uh, all he said so far is really. <laughs> Tell so, him Robert didn't request that. That was you messing with him. So, um, I don't know. Okay. I did most not of request people, that. Yeah, most of the reaction in the chat room has been no. No, I agree. Nobody I'm, wants I agree to get a drag queen on the show. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, can you sing one of the songs Frank and Fertile sang in Rocky Horror? Uh, I don't even remember, to be honest with you. Does it, yeah. what, what, how did it go? The song that the the one that he was famous for. Uh, something about Transylvania. But well, yeah. No, I can't. I can't even remember. I can't remember the song. Okay. It's been a very long time since I've seen that, and like I said, I quit watching it after I got smacked in the eyeball with because it was supposed to be fun. Yeah, you got. And they made it not fun. Not for you. It wasn't supposed to be soaked. The toilet paper rolls were not supposed to be soaked. No, somebody just dry. Yeah, horrible. Just lucky, horrible. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, that's all I've got for today. All right. That's enough. Enough, y'all. It's enough. Marge. See, now Marge no. knew the name of the song. Yeah. It's called Sweet Transvestite. There it is. Now, I'm so Marge, confused. I'm surprised. I'm conf- no, no, wait a minute. Marge is confusing us. Isn't Normally she, we would be talking about this, and Marge would run out of the room. Does she have a, a whole backstory that we don't know about long ago but from long ago? I'm thinking. I don't. Or she's I, just messing with us. She's messing with her mind. She, she probably she knew the it. answer. She googled it. She didn't know. She, no. Marge, you got to tell us about so when you were in high school. Is Marge the, a fan of uh, the Rocky Horror Picture, our picture show? show? Wow. See, the thing is, we can't judge. Oh, anybody. We don't know. <laughs> she says, stop. She says, stop. <laughs> Come on. No, you, yeah. you did it. We're not stopping. No, that's great. Great job. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, the Time Warp song. Oh, Everybody knows right. that one, right? Do you remember doing the Time Warp? Yeah, that was great song. Great song. Great song. Yeah. Meatloaf was in that, too, wasn't he? Meatloaf was in there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right, y'all. We've had some fun, some silly. I'm glad some people laughed today. We need more laughter. We do. I hope to see you in Pittsburgh this weekend in the upcoming Red Pill Expo. That's November 12th and 13th, Salt Lake City. Come on, man. G. Edward Griffin's hosting another awesome one. We want to see you there. They do have streaming uh, options, too, online, but we'd love to see you in person at that event. It's going to be great. I'll be emceeing and speaking and interviewing folks, so come on down to the Salt Palace Convention Center November 12th and 13th for the Red Pill Expo. We should have a link in the upcoming events so you can sign up and uh, see us there. What are you laughing at now? We are back to talking food again. Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was it was bad in Rocky Horror uh, in that regard. So it looks like we got a homeopathic question for tomorrow. That is going to be on the docket, if you will. And... We'll see about, I think I've got a record, you said, with Jonathan Emord a little bit early, but maybe we could do a, a, a abbreviated version interview with him 
because I don't want to spend all with a pre-record tomorrow. We've got to be engaged. And we'll talk about it after we break for till tomorrow. So, God willing, we'll be back less than 22 hours from now. Thank you once again for sharing the show. Our AMA, 25th of October, Tuesday evening this time. Uh, 5 o'clock Eastern, is it? No, four, 7 o'clock Eastern. I think 4 o'clock Pacific. 4 p.m. Pacific. Yep. Yeah. So, thanks, y'all, for being here. All right. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Soup. <laughs>